We're going, we don't need roads. Episode of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy, and sitting across from me, as always, is Jason McDonald. How are you? Hello, <laughs> uh, mate. It's been uh, it's been a little while again. It has been a little while. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling sad. Why? Because you need because a hug. You're leaving, you need a hug? <laughs> you're leaving me for a month. I know. It feels like forever, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, four weeks is a long time for you and I to be <laughs> apart from each other. Oh, that's so funny. He, oh, went yeah. over, he went over to the UK once and never came back for seven years. I know. And so then only I'm, by I'm chance. Scarred. I'm mm. scarred. That's true. And, the, you know, there's a, there's a small sliver of uh, opportunity that I'm, I might not come back again. This is not, see, this is not how you open it. You know, like <laughs> I was kind of sort of having fun with it. Now you've just... It really it down. Down. Yeah, no, yeah. you really need a hug. <laughs> no, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm preparing to go to um, the UK next week. Uh, I'm going to head off for sort of three and a half weeks. I'm actually going across for a wedding, which is yay, beautiful, yeah. and all this stuff. And it's it's uh, the other side of the family. It's my sister-in-law who's getting married. Uh, I really like this side of the family. So when we all get together, it's always you know a few laughs and yeah, cool. um, and good times. So and it's not often that we all get together because each of the siblings on that side live around different er- different corners of the globe. And I mean that really, like, yeah, like you've got one in Australia yeah. here locked yeah. into a house with me. Then uh. you've got uh, then you've got somebody over in the UK, and then you've got somebody in Cambodia. So uh, all wow. over the place, but they're all coming together. Now you're you're over there for like four weeks, but you're literally attending one wedding. Does this wedding go over three weeks of the fall? <laughs> we're, we're arriving about 10 days before the wedding because obviously uh, we'd like to be a little bit of a help, uh, helping hand if we can. Uh, plus, where we're going to is sort of like a working farm and we thought it would be a great opportunity for the boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have young children, so it would be a great opportunity for them to be involved. Yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah. nice. I love it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do for the first half. Yeah. And then... It's funny, as soon as the wedding is done, it's like midnight will switch and Cinderella <laughs> becomes the, the wench that she was. <laughs> I will be getting That's up harsh. first thing the next morning and heading straight into London for the second game of New York Yankees versus the Red Sox. So you've got to go to the UK for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they came here uh, in 2011, um, but I happened to be in the UK <laughs> <laughs> so, of course you did. Yeah, so yeah. it's a chance that uh, you don't often get. It's one of the first time they're going to have an international series uh, during the actual regular season. So when you have been in America for the many times that you have, yeah. what games have you seen there? Like, oh, I mean, plenty. Every, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I've seen plenty. Like every time I'll go, I'll make sure I see um, you know as many games as I can. Okay. And baseball is easier to get into because they've got 162 games per team per year. Yeah. So you definitely get a chance to go see one. Whereas say, an NBA game is slightly harder to get your hands on tickets. Uh, yeah, so I'm heading over there. And then for the second half, I'm going back to visit where I used to live. 
um, which is in Winchester. So we're staying yeah. with obviously friends that we knew then. The, the Shaun of the Dead pub. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, it just it's yeah, it's not actually where the, the pub is, but yes, uh. the, the pub's <laughs> name is the Winchester. The Winchester. Uh, but it's where also my boys were born. And yeah. uh, not that they're really going to remember at this time, but uh, it's still, it's nice to show them around. It's a beautiful part of the world. So, yeah. Yes, I, uh, I've heard that. Yeah, so that's where I'm going. But I will be back. That's... Yeah. Well, <laughs> while, while you're away, mate, I'm just going to be chatting to my good mate, John Jarrett from Wolf Creek. Oh, yes. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I mean, I, that was my turn to get yeah. sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Tell people what that's all about. Yeah. So next Wednesday night, there's a double bill of the classic Wolf Creek one and two. Uh, and it's um, Erina, uh, Hoyt's Erina. And, yeah, you can get your tickets online and, um, you, yeah, I'll be interviewing Jer- John Jarrett during yeah. the break and having live a good on stage. Night. Yeah, live on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In between the film. I think it's in between the films. I'm not exactly sure yet, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, it would be um, a great opportunity for me. I mean, I've met John a couple of times anyway, but um, not, in, uh, not in this environment where it's kind of a Q&A. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited. I mean, Wolf Creek 1 is, is honestly... Honestly, my top probably five to ten horror films of all time, yes. and certainly my top five Australian films of all time. Yeah, you're, you're um, going to have a great time up there. Yeah, I'll be looking out for the uh, live stream or whatever, <laughs> whatever comes up. Yeah, whatever is worked out with the uh, the company that's booked it. Yeah, but, um, so very much looking forward to that. Yeah, and the, the 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 thing that I'm upset about, obviously, was that we were both booked to go on to it, and then due to unforeseen circumstances, because that was meant to be a couple of weeks ago. And due yes. to the circumstances, they had to change it to Wednesday uh, coming up and I leave on the Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have a choice, but apparently uh, John is a fan of uh, the state of origin. Uh, yeah. yeah. But who yeah, isn't? Yeah. That's right. Who isn't? Well, uh, you know what? We could have missed that game. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I would have been willing <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'll, I'll hold the fort while you're away. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And, yeah, please come down and, and um, say good day. I'll try and you... send you some uh, audio bites from wh- where I am. Okay, yeah. <laughs> of, of my 24-hour flight with my children. Right. <laughs> oh, you can keep them to yourself, I think. Oh. You, you'll, you'll, you'll hear in the, in the audio form how someone goes from sane to insane. Yeah. 24-hour <laughs> flight. Yeah. Anyway, so that's next week. So, yeah, what else? What have you been up to, man, in the last well, little bit? you know how I'm always looking on the, on the lookout for a, a job that I would like to do. You know, like it needs to be a certain calibre, and yep. that's why I've been pretty picky of, of late. Um, and I've moved away a little bit from reality television, which is, you know, what I have been doing for the last three years. So I've just been waiting for some things to pop up. Anyway, yesterday I get offered a job. and. Right. For a long time, and you know this personally, Jason, but and a lot of people who are listening to this, if you do work in reality television, you'll understand that there's kind of a there's a little fence in between reality and drama, and most people in drama sort of keep you away from uh, coming across because there aren't that many jobs, and if you are part of a sort of drama crew, you tend to be there for like life, really, yeah. very loyal, um, and reality can be like that. 
Um, but because, you know, sometimes it's only one or two series, you move very quickly around the industry. Yeah, you can have a couple of months off and then wait for the next gig to come up. And, yeah, who, know, who knows, right? Yeah. yeah. So what's so, this? So I got offered uh, Home and away. to go onto an unnamed TV series <laughs> right. uh, for Stan and Playmaker. And if you, if anyone has Stan, which is basically like a Netflix, but an Australian-based Netflix, it's it's very good. It, it has all of Disney's content, uh, or most of Disney's content, anyway. So it's a big company over here, um, and they have a series called Bloom. Yep. On they may have seen, yeah. So it's the same company that have worked with Stan to, yeah. to do those, yeah. yeah. So it's you know it's got its own um, high caliber thing, uh, but basically as soon as and it was offered to me through a friend and as soon as he called and said hey i've got this for you um i had to say i'm going away for a month because oh, what they needed you next week yeah that, that, like unfor- unfortunately yeah, so he, he in his position he was the first person to come in and it generally works like that if if people haven't locked they lock down the first person and then i'll bring that first person in and say hey have you got anyone else yeah yeah and i was the next call so and they just go down the line until yeah. someone's available. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, you know, some people will, uh, say most production managers will work with an accruing company. Um, but there are certain positions that you just can't really go to a accruing company because they obviously want to give you anyone they can. Yeah. Whereas personal recommendations tend to work out better. Would have been so interesting, though, I think, doing a drama, you know, seasonality kind of thing. That's kind of what I was waiting. Eight, ten episodes, whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. If I was going to stay in production, yeah. that is pretty much what I was waiting for, was yeah. that crossover to drama. I just yeah. never thought it would actually come. Yeah, right. Damn. Yeah. You can't come in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've already offered that. I know that. that's not how it works, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but as soon as I get back. Uh, I've already said I'll, I'll make a phone call and if they're still needing somebody. Yeah. Because it happens all the time. Someone yeah, might get a different, yeah. So I'll put my name back out there. Anyway, okay. but well, it's that's, just the way. That's good news though. It's not a bad thing. It's I mean, not a bad it's, thing. You know, it's unfortunate you can't do it, but I think uh, your name being thrown around is, is awesome. Yeah. It's just the way things work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Got to deal with it. That's life, man. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, oh, anyway, but I mean, besides I've just been watching loads of content. So what have you been up to? Um, I did play some ice hockey with uh, a mate, our, a, oh, a yeah, mutual yeah. mate of ours, Liam, um, couple, uh, two weeks ago now. We just dropped in and, and to Erina and had a, um, a stick and puck session. And, yeah, I loved it. I haven't played for about 10 years. And um, He says that, everybody, but every time I talk to him, he's like, oh, I just went and played some ice hockey. <laughs> I, just, I had a drop-in session, <laughs> but I haven't played for 10 years. Yeah, no, I've <laughs> skated a lot. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Like, but I haven't played hockey, played for, hockey yeah. for 10 years. And um, I've played like casually with mates, you know, on the netball court or something like that, right? But yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. And I had a ball. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought, because I've been in the gym the last kind of, you know, four or five months, I thought my cardio would be okay. Yeah. You know, um, 45 minutes into it, I'm like, going, <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a different cardio because you the, the the way that I play is I just one of my I'm not talking myself up at all. One of my sure. skills is I can get from A to B quickly. Yes, I can't do it a lot. Yeah, right. But I'm pretty quick, so I just tend to, every time I got the puck, I just go full steam. I'm at a hundred. I'm like a hundred meter runner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I burn out very quickly, you know, uh, as a result of that. Um, and yeah, so 45 minutes in, I had to say to the guys, I'm. Um, 
I just need a break. I'll just be over here. I'll just be over here for five minutes. Smoking my fag and my drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't have been doing that last time I played, I think. But uh, yeah, so but it was really good. I had a lot of fun and Liam had a lot of fun and and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a regular kind of, you know, weekly to fortnightly Sunday gig. Yeah, good man. Uh, uh, which is great. Um, and yeah, so that's that's kind of what I did there. Obviously I had uh, we just come off a long weekend here in New South Wales. Oh, no, in Australia, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Queen's birthday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Australia. <laughs> and uh, I thought it may, may have been Labor Day. Anyway, um, yeah, so just had the Monday off uh, and spent some of the long weekend with you, which yeah, was nice. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, yeah, my wife had a birthday, so we, um, <laughs> we, we ended up going out our way. Yeah, for an overnighter. Yeah, which a, is always fun. Ate at a great restaurant. If anyone's around Hardy's Bay area, which is on um, Central Coast, yeah, um, near Kilcare, there's Pretty a beach. yeah a place called the Lucky Bee there, and it's a, a, a couple of blokes that uh, used to, I believe, have a restaurant over in New York. Australians, but they've come back over and uh, yeah, they've got a restaurant over here now. It's like an Asian fusion and it's like share platters or share plates. It's yeah. the way I love to eat, yeah. actually. Yeah, had a little bit of spice, but just enough to keep you on your on your seat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I really loved it. Um, I thought it was great. And um, yeah, and that, that, so that was a really good weekend. And then I went and watched uh, the UFC. And, and oh, of course, uh, you went to a sports bar. Yeah, yeah. On the Sunday, yep. That was and, good. Uh, which was good. So I just had a full weekend of drinking. <laughs> and come Tuesday, I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get to that point where you're like, I cannot have another beer. Yeah, no more. So this is my first beer since Sunday. Oh, that's, that's a little. <laughs> well, what did I do? Two days, three days, almost three days. <laughs> Say the two alcoholics sitting in a room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I wasn't going to drink tonight until he went, do you want a beer with you? Yeah, he thought about it. Yeah, so that's what I'm up to. So let's talk about some content. Yes, yes, yes. There's yes. plenty of content floating around at the moment. Um, well, how do you want to do this? Let's go cinema first. Cinema. Yeah, what we've been doing sin. Cool, 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 cool. Um, well, obviously the last thing we saw, um, the last pod was just Endgame was because that's all we'd seen. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen two films since. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not happy with. I, I wanted there's Two other films I still want to see. Yeah. Uh, which I'll talk about, but... I've only had three, and two of those are with you. Okay. So, yeah, right. Yeah. No, one so, was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I saw Rocket Man, and that I saw Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah. And I want to see uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, And I yeah. want to see Aladdin, and I haven't got to those two yet, but they will probably be in the next seven days. Yeah. So, uh, what were your three? Sorry, Rocket Man. What about, what about J.W.? Oh, yeah. Have we spoken about John I don't Wick? think so. Oh. oh I don't Jay think Dubber. so. Yeah. Baba Yeager. Yeah. yeah. John or, Wick 3. Yeah, JW3. Right. Okay. Well, and even if we had spoken about Let's it, talk about it again. again. <laughs> you will listen to every goddamn word I've got to say. Uh, because you are a massive John Wick fan. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah. I, I rewatched them again and I like them. Yes. Okay. That's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love them. They're right up my alley. I just love them. I just really, really love them. I think they're really um, crafty, a unique spin on a well-worn genre, you know, that kind of assassin, underground assassin. And, yeah, I think Keanu Reeves is perfect for the role. Uh, and on top of all that, the martial arts and the um, and the uh, gunfighting is, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there, I mean, John Wick 3, there were two standout scenes – in that, which one involved obviously knives, 
yep. uh, and lots of throwing of them. <laughs> it was just a, it was great choreography and it was a lot yeah. of fun. And then the second scene, which is my favourite scene of the film, and in fact I can't wait to see this scene again, involved um, Hal Berry and two dogs. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree, man. That that um, with the you you looked them up. There was what Alsatians were they? they were uh, Bel- Belgian Mal- Malamuse or something. Belgian shepherds. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, uh, yeah. So it's it's they're a Belgian shepherd sort of, not hybrid, but they're they're off that family. Yeah. So there's a scene in the movie where Halle Berry um, is somewhat of an ally of Keanu's character, and they have to escape this kind of big, you know, Egyptian mansion. And she happens to have her her dogs with her because they go with her everywhere. So they're literally just the four of them: the two dogs, Hallie and Keanu, breaking out of this uh, this castle. And my God, yeah, that the next what do you reckon? 10, 15 minutes? Ten? Yeah, are uh, like the best. Some of the best action and martial arts choreography you'll ever see. <laughs> it's so good, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, like I love dogs. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but so here you go. I've just looked it up. So see if Jason can pronounce that top one there. Okay. So the dog is a Belgian Malinois. Malinois, yeah. So, yeah, it's off the Belgian Shepherd family. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. I watched a few videos of them and a lot of, um, you know, the uh, army and, and services use those dogs in Europe. Yeah, right. Um, because they're really easy to train and don't mind, a, 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 you know, they have prey instinct <laughs> for human beings. <laughs> so, yeah, look, JW3 really delivers and, and from a box office point of view it's uh, it's increased, you know, twofold. So we can expect a, a JW4 and I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. You know, because they're the, the thing is as a trilogy it is solid. Yeah. You know, because one's really great. Two is arguably better as a film. Uh, and three, I mean, I don't know, I think three's right up there as well. You know, it's, I, I really can't, I find it difficult to, to rank them, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Can, can, I, can I just put one small sort of like, uh, like I wasn't, I love the film, by the way, I yeah. like the third. If I had to rank them, it goes one, three, two. But, um, the, you know, they get to the, 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 the big stand sort of scene, you know, in the hotel. Yep. Yep. So there's lots of shooting, there's lots of all that stuff. I just, I've already seen enough in that film of that standard, and I'm going to call it standard because he kills like a thousand people. So (laughs) once he gets about 200, every death after that becomes pretty much standard uh, if it's just a gun. So yeah, I just got a little bored around that point because I've because you've shown me how you can do something different with the knives, you've shown me how you can do something different with the dogs. And now it just feels like a filling time with him doing what he's done in the other two films. Sure, but, the, but what different. was – okay, I don't disagree. But what was yeah. great about that scene, if I think I'm talking about the same one, was um, the armour piercing, the whole armour piercing um, scene. Is that the whole thing you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to really get the, the shotgun with the piercing bullets and armour piercing bullets and yeah. – yeah, so that was one little element added there was to one what element has been there, done yeah. before. Yeah, correct. But, but, but I thought that was fun enough because you had to literally walk up to their heads yeah. and blow them up. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> oh, No, I was in. I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the other thing that was a surprise is Mark Dacascos, who I grew up on as a martial artist, right? Yeah. Uh, in some classic movies as, as when I was a teenager or kid, 
he shows up in the film as the main um, you know, antagonist, villain. And, yeah. And he looks so different because he's got his head shaved and he just looks older. It took me a second to recognise it was him. Well, you pointed it out to me that it was him because yeah. uh, I, I, I felt that I'd recognised him, but I couldn't tell couldn't you where. And it, then, yeah. yeah, you told me. It was like, that's crazy. What was that um, uh, Brazilian film that he was oh, in? Oh, Only the Strong. Only the Strong. Oh, like I love that film. It's probably unwatchable today, but it's all about, like as in slow and corny. Yeah. But, yeah, it was all about Capoeira and uh, yeah. and Mike uh, Mark was in that. Another great one he's in is a movie called Drive. Yeah, with I Brittany think Murphy. That's great. Yeah, That's really that. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. And then he trait. tried to be the crow, but no. no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get you. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's enough. I just slow yeah. down. It's <laughs> not his fault. <laughs> Rocket Man. Yeah. So we saw Rocket Man together. Yeah. And uh, I think I think it's in, it's if you haven't seen this film uh, and you know nothing about it, then you'll understand what we're about to say. For the first twenty or so minutes, it took a little bit of time to acclimatize to the type yeah. of film that it was because, we're, yep. you know, everyone's just come off Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. And Which is a straight biopic, yeah. music, musical, a music biopic. Yep. And yep. and any trailer that I saw for Rocket Man basically showed it as a pretty straightforward biopic. Yeah. But it's not. It's a biopic mixed as a musical. Yeah, it's a musical fantasy music biopic. Yes. And... and once I understood that, it was uh, for everybody um, in our crew. We had probably four or five people there. It was a bit weird. Yeah. I think I think I adapted slightly quicker than most, uh, but de- definitely the first scene was a bit weird. But all of a sudden, once I realized what it was, and then they had a second sort of song that went to a big number, Yeah, I was in. I was yeah. sold. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Yeah, I, I was sold a little bit later than that scene. Um once it really started to get into the drama side of the film, but by the end of this film, like I was completely in and loved every minute of it. Um, in retrospect, you know, in hindsight, but uh, I loved, I loved it. It's everything I wanted it to be and more because I wasn't expecting that fantasy yeah. musical side of it. So I went back and watched it again, and mm. uh, yeah, and um, us, um, Samantha and myself watched it again, and like. Loved it from the very first minute. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. really, and there's a lot there that I just didn't, well, not pick up on, but you didn't appreciate it's probably the best way to say it. And uh, the first time around, because you're like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. <laughs> what are we watching here? Um, yeah. So I loved, loved that, loved the movie. I really loved it. And, this, and and we've said it a number of times, this is kind of what we wanted from Bohemian Rhapsody, just to go a little bit more edgier from a Freddie Mercury point of view. Yeah. Not yeah. musical, nothing to do with that. I love the, the like, the, I guess, the story element and the, the way they did it and with Bohemian. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, Rami Malek was great. But just I would have liked them to, to go down to the next level and they didn't and in this movie they did. And for me personally, it's just an opinion that's what I like to f- – I like to feel things in yeah, movies. Yeah. I'm a real – you know, that's how yeah. I react, emotional feelings. That's and why it, we go to the cinema. Yeah, and, and you know, there was moments in in, um, in Rocket Man where I was like going, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, like I can't believe this. And and 
they're the moments that I'm, I'm looking for when I know that, like, you look at these two amazing artists, right, who are so important in our world. Yeah. Um, and you kind of know their last story, but you don't really, you yeah. know. And when you see it on the movies, you're like, and they go there, it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> I, there's that scene at the Troubadour when he's playing his first ever show to sort of announce himself to LA. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a famous photograph of him where he's playing the piano and he sort of um, jumps like with his legs behind him and his legs go almost up and above him in the film there's just a really great moment where that scene sort of plays out into a bit of a dream sequence um, where you know he he plays he does the jump and then everything just slows down and the crowd yeah. slow mo yeah and the whole and that, yeah that says that moment says a lot of things it was a, you know the start real launch of his career yeah. he actually did that in real life but quick <laughs> um, everyone was just you know blown away there at the you know tribute all that night um, yeah it was just a real moment in the film I think. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I really, really loved it. Uh, oh, and by the way, sorry, Taron Egerton was amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Good. And um, yeah, who else do we have? Uh, do you think? Do you think he, he's Oscar worthy? Jamie, like, Jamie Bell was great yeah. as his writer. But do you think he's uh, Oscar worthy? I think he's Oscar worthy. Will he get a recognition? No. No. Why do you think that would be? Uh, a couple of things. It's following Rami Malek's Oscar winning. Can't have two. <laughs> Can't have two. Yeah, musicals. Um, you, we can, but it's, it's it would be unusual for uh, for the Academy to do that. And Even two, this is in, probably a more Academy style of film. You maybe, yeah, yeah. But two, it's in, it's it's May. It's May June. You know, it's very so early on really, the piece. Yeah. And trust me, when we get to the Oscars corridor in you know October, November, December, you're gonna have all those real drama films, and you know he he will. So hopefully not be forgotten, but it'll just be too yeah. too packed in there at that time, you know. Uh, but I hope it, I hope he gets a I hope he gets a recognition from BAFTA. Yeah, you I think know, I, I think BAFTA he'll yeah, have to. Yeah, definitely. I really hope he wins that one. But Oscars are, Oscars will be unlikely probably. And then I saw Godzilla as well. Gorgira, yeah. yeah. So talk to me about that. Told you. Um, I have not seen the first. The, you know, the reincarnation of this, these films. Oh, the 2014 one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I lie. I've seen 10 minutes on a phone. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want to watch the movie anyway, which is why I had like a screen or something to it. And I thought, I'll just get onto it on my phone. Started watching 10, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. Um, and I knew that this one from the trailers looked a lot more, yeah, monster fight stuff. Because I love things like Skull Island and King Kong. Because I know they're a lot more action-packed. Not some dude, you know, in a weird sort of costume. Like Godzilla does not get around quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's kind of like watching a sumo wrestler. <laughs> uh, you can just open the door. We could turn off the heater. Oh, the heater's on? Yeah. Yeah, open the door and then turn off the heater. It's all right, people. We'll come back to the show in a second. And... Um, Oh, yeah, just on the bottom one there, just the light. There we go. Yeah, no, uh, sorry, that middle one there, let's just say it. There we go. Uh, sorry, sorry, everyone. I was literally <laughs> melting. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I had the heater on, mate. Yeah, it works. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, Gaiju. Um, Gaiju. I uh, yeah. So uh, big monster film. I knew it was going to be a big monster film. I love big monster films. Uh, so I thought we'll give it a go, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Mothra mm. was a revelation. Oh, like yeah. she was beautiful and um, gave you like a bit of the feels. Yeah. Every so often, um, and most of the monsters were pretty cool and scary. The CG was really good. Yeah, CG was really good. It looked really, really good. Yeah. And it's what the first the the reincarnation Godzilla, like this this legendary Godzilla that they're doing uh, in two thousand fourteen. It's what that didn't have. Um, that was a classic monster film where Godzilla shows up in the last ten minutes. And trust me, though, on the big screen, he was um, he was you know in awe, right? I was yeah, in awe. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. But this one did exactly what that didn't do and then just throws everything at it and um, and probably concentrates less on script and dialogue and as a result you do get cheese there. Yeah. Whereas the, first, the 2014 one had lots of dialogue and credible, you know, everything was credible I thought. Yeah. Um, I thought the script was great um, but it was kind of a bit slow, you know. Yeah. Anyway. I really enjoyed this one too. I thought visually it was amazing. Brought me back to all those mythical creatures, which I really loved revisiting. Yeah, uh, and I really got excited by that. I was, you know, cringing a little bit to be honest in some of the dialogue and some of the delivery. And but you know, I'm not there for that. I'm there to get blown away by great visuals. And but yeah. I wouldn't mind being carried through a nice story. It was for the most part. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, and, and it opens up interesting things for, you know, <laughs> for Kong versus Godzilla, which you and I have spoken about briefly. Yes. I'm going to pour my wine. Yeah, it'll be, be very interesting, obviously, because, uh, you know, I'm sure if you, even if you haven't seen this film, we're certainly not having any sort of spoilers because if you know Godzilla is sort of based around, you know, nuclear power and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, he shows off his... Um, I guess what he can do in this film and what yeah. he can do in this film. He unleashes. Like there's nothing that can possibly beat him unless like it's an anti-nuclear <laughs> thing, which King Kong is not. Basically at the height of um, Gaiju's powers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would melt <laughs> King Kong from about a kilometre away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. But so... Obviously, there's going to be a drama. There's going to be a story. There's going to be reasons why things. We, can we happen, were laughing can't about it because it. I, this is my honest opinion on what will happen. Yeah. Is it'll trace a mimic blueprint. The blueprint being Batman versus Superman, <laughs> yeah. and where you know Batman's agile, quick, smart. Superman's almighty, powerful. Same with Godzilla and Kong. Kong will be agile and smart, yeah. kind of. Um, and they'll get together, and they'll have a fight because you know they want to be the king. Of the of the monsters, of course. Yep. And while they're fighting, uh, the three headed uh, mythical demon will reappear, and um, they will have to uh, look at each other in their in each other's eyes and yell out Martha, <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, Mothra, Mothra, <laughs> Mothra and realize they got a team together to beat the really bad guy. Yeah, and and you sounds know, familiar, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Godzilla has the rest of the uh, Avengers. Sorry, I mean <laughs> the suicide. Sorry, I mean <laughs> uh, the rest of the monsters uh, under his yeah power. banner. Yeah, uh, so off we go. Under his cast. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Look at that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean I'm in now because it, yeah, the, the visuals are just 
were too good. I'm glad yeah. I missed the first one. The only thing with me though is is I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I can tell you, come the end of the year, this movie is not going to be. It's going to be a little bit lost on me. I think just because yeah. it is really only visual. Um, which had a, an impact on me, yeah. but probably not as much as, say, Rocket Man, from just a film delivery point of view, you know. This film will probably be where um, Predator was for me last year, which is I really enjoyed it. Mm. I know you have different feelings on that, but that's yeah. what, I really enjoyed it. And at the end of the year, I'll think about it, uh, but you're right, only for certain elements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, okay. Uh, what else do we watch? Do you want to go in? That's cinema, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, hey, uh, man, so it was a bit of a slow month, really, at the cinema uh, all around, mainly because I didn't want to go and pay to go see Red Joan yet. I'm going to wait um, uh, I'm wait till I get a freebie on that one. What about TV? You want to whack through TV? Uh, yeah, I've got some TV. Do you want me to ready? Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Sucker style kicker. I've got the usual. Billions. Last week tonight. The Good Fight. I saw Barry, season one. Stop. Okay, cool. Let's talk about Barry. Okay, well, I kn- well, at the time that I had finished season one, you had watched maybe one episode? No, I never watched so you hadn't seen that it? yet. Okay. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Have you seen it yet? No. No, no, no. no. Uh, and I, it's very quick. It's you know, 22 minutes or whatever per episode. I, I think it was only like 12 episodes or something like that. Yeah. And... It's simply about a, a, a current assassin um, who finds improv <laughs> in, when, he, when he goes to do a job in um, L.A. And he sort of falls in with a little bit of a group and, and whatnot, but he's still got obviously his um, handler. And he still gets a call up every once in a while. Well, he's got a handler who's basically saying, you've still got to do your job, right, do your work. Right. And then he's got one um, particular storyline uh, of a job going throughout, which is always popping up and, you know. He's trying to he's trying to balance these two um, ways of life. So it sounds like we're watching this, or is it not for everyone? Uh, no, you know what? It it kind of is. Mm. It really is. It's not like completely stupid comedy. Yeah. When it, when Bill Hader, uh, when I knew that he was involved, I thought it was going to be a bit like Night at the Roxbury or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's not. Like he's he's. It's actually for Bill Hader, it's more drama than it is comedy. But because that, he is yeah. such a comedian, it just helps his character. Um, but to me, it is really is more of a drama than it is a comedy. And uh, I think I wrote to you because the moment Barry sold me was within the last like 30 seconds of season one. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it here because um, it's, not, it's not a huge moment, but you don't see him do a whole lot of his um, assassin, yeah. assassinating. <laughs> uh during the thing is it's really about this improv and his handler and the story and he does you know he does off a few a few people here and there but the kind of like what you've seen before just general killings but in the last moment yeah he just does something and you're like all right all right all right i get I'm it in, all right. i get it this is why people want you yeah right you know what i mean um and it sort of came out of nowhere for me. And I think for anyone else, even if I've told you this... Because it, it makes a bit of sense. Sorry, it makes yeah. a bit of sense because one of the big things here is is Bill Hatterer an assassin and um, you need to be able to believe that, right? Yeah. And I imagine that that would be a little bit difficult to believe that he's a killer assassin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, You're right. Maybe that's what it is. He really cements himself in this moment as a top assassin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so <laughs> just try and fly through it when you uh, are running on your treadmill. Yeah, I might. No, no, I've, I've got. I've definitely got to watch it. Um, I haven't gone past got, it. Huh? I didn't get past season one. I'm happy with that. Oh right, okay. Yep. Okay. I because I liked it. I just didn't think it was the best series ever. I I really liked Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah, I like um, him. Yeah. And there are so many other things out there that I want to watch, uh, which you know might come up because I watched the first episode of Chernobyl, but I haven't seen the rest. So I want to dedicate more time to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I saw that um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, of course. Uh, yep. Big Bang Theory is in its final season, so I've been watching those as they come out every week. Uh, uh, Ray Donovan. Yeah. Park my car. <laughs> um, I've been watching that. I watched the first episode about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. I'm now up to season four, episode oh, six. Oh, wow, okay. Very Lots of late nights. Yeah. That's what it is. Because <laughs> they're like 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. I've only skipped one episode, like in terms of doing my usual, you know, fast forward through a little bit of it. One episode. The rest of them I've watched every yeah. bit. No, it's great, man. I'm, as I said to you during the week, I've seen two seasons. I was right into it probably two, a year and a half ago or something. And yeah, it's great. I just haven't kind of picked it up. I got, I needed a break from it. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't really binging it. I was doing like one every, one or two every week. No. Ah, yeah. Yeah. No, I really like it. And look, because I'm going away, I've cancelled all my subscriptions. Yeah. So I've only got to a certain time to watch products. That's why I'm trying to hammer it. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, the last thing I've got, which we'll cross over on definitely, is The Voice. Yes. It's the only reality I've got on there. It's the only sort of television show um, that I watch besides Survivor. That You know, say live on television and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a show, obviously, I used to work on. And yep. three of the judges that I worked with for two years, you know, because if you aren't part of this podcast, one of my jobs was that they call a coach wrangler. So I looked after three of the coaches, namely being Kelly Rowland, Delta Goodrum, uh, and at the moment, Boy George. You also be uh, known as the coach whisperer as well, right? <laughs> Some, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at times, sometimes you want to be the coach yeller uh. or coach screamer, but you're not allowed to be. <laughs> uh, no, they would fire me. Um but no, they're all pretty. They're all pretty good. They're actually, really nice. Um, and like you this year, I know that you were sort of like, yeah, I was going to watch it. I was resisting. You were, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought there's no reason to do it. Yeah, but I can't help it. the The format of the blinds, yeah, is is what attracts sucks me. you right in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my household's pretty much over it, but I'm the last hanger on because I love like that kind of voice talent show. I just enjoy it. Um, so. I wasn't going to watch this one, probably the first one. And then because of Guy Sebastian, I thought, oh, just look, I'll just watch it. It was yeah. a really, I think I was by myself one night. I thought I was whacking on in the background while I'm doing work <laughs> on the computer. That's or usually something. what happens when you're at home by yourself. Yeah. You whack it on. <laughs> whack it on, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, but I really, really enjoyed the chemistry between Kelly Guy and Delta and, you know, even, it the, is a good even, bit even of the George carry on. But um, yeah, and then, you know, like you said, then you get into the actual talent which, you know, this country and most countries have oozing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then next minute you're like, I'm into the knockouts, I'm into the battles. Yeah. I'm watching the lives. And so far my favourite performer on this has been a rap artist and it's not necessarily just about them performing as a rapper but it was the explanation of their song after. It was my favourite part. You know, he starts off this song. And it's like, I am a Kuma. And he gets into this song. It's really cool. It's really like, I don't know. I can imagine, like, he's not a real rapper yet. You know, he's not signed. He's not signed. No. 
I imagine a signed rapper singing this song. Like, you know, this is an original song for this dude. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he wants to come and show off his writing capabilities, his singing capabilities, and he did all that. Like, it was a brilliant performance. And then when they're asking him, so what's the song about? And before they were answering, I just thought, oh, yeah, it's got to be some – because everyone's got a story. Yeah. Everyone's got a sad story generally, yeah. something, a heartache or something, a bridge you had to jump over yeah. to get to I this point. I was in point. the Alps and I had to come eye to eye with this white tiger and – And I said, I am Akuma. Yeah, and, and it and went he, away and he said, I died. <laughs> and his no. answer to what the song was about is, oh, it's, it's about uh, the big boss in Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> from a video game. Oh, okay, mate, no worries, man. But it, the, it was kind of charming because he, he was. was a 15 to 16-year-old kid. That's his life that he's experienced, yeah. right? Hang on, my son's come into the room. Do you want to you tell people what you want? There's dead air if you're not saying anything. This is not how uh, podcasts work, Max. you got to say it out loud, mate. Batman likes. <laughs> he's heard our podcast once and he's yeah. got Batman from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be many people who are very proud of you. <laughs> so Max is now in bed. Uh, it's what happens when you um, have a podcasting studio in your house. Yes. Yeah, that's all right. He, he said his first words were Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman. He won us over. Uh, so anyway, yeah, um, The Voice, if, you know, if you're in Australia uh, and you're watching it, yeah, look us up on um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that sort of stuff, off topic with the movie guys. We'll have a chat about it. We'll try and keep up to date with that as we go on. Are you going to finish it, do you think, Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'll I'm do in. it? No, I'm in. Okay. I'm up to date. Uh, I saw the – I think there was one tonight maybe, but I saw the first two knockouts. Yeah. Okay. First yeah. three knockouts, I think. So. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I'm, um, I think I've got two of the blinds to go. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll catch up to the, whatever this cheating scandal is. Oh yeah, yeah. Is oh, it, yeah I, just I, tell yeah. me, is it is it a cheating scandal or yeah. is it a cheating scandal? No, it's a cheating scandal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't. Well, wait. I mean, well, you could genuinely see it as cheating. Yeah, yeah, you could. Oh, you could. But okay, it's, right. it's soft. It's soft. Though. Yeah, of course. Okay. But I have cried every episode. God damn it. Um, that's right. what, and that's what you're there for. Oh yeah, of course. I'm there for that. Yeah. Oh, you mate. There's one in the, there's one in the knockouts that is impossible not to tear up. It's, just, it's impossible. <laughs> Everyone's just crying, and it's like, oh my god, it's the voice for crying out loud. But that's the power of music, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 not just music. It's music. I think mixed with dreams. Hmm. Everyone, everyone has. You know, what did you want to be when you grew up? And this is kind of them. Trying to fulfill that dream yeah, in a way, and getting really close, or getting a, a taste of it. Yeah, and then mixing that, trying to fulfill a dream with I'm doing it for my dead A B C D. Yeah, so forth. Ugh. And then, and then, and you know what? Everyone has stories. Like every human being has yeah. a story they can, you know, draw on. And, and sometimes, like I, I get upset at like famous people. Who, mm. When I say famous people, you've got um, the guy who was part of a group called High Five, which if you're not in Australia, basically if you think of the Wiggles because they're around the world, yeah. if one of someone from the Wiggles, which what High Five was over here, um, even though Wiggles are Australian, but they were as big <laughs> as them really. In Australia, yeah, definitely. In Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, his journey is interesting. Mm. Um, can I share some of my TV? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And yeah. we want to go back and sit on Chernobyl, right? 
Uh, well, I've only seen the first episode. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about it briefly. Yeah. Um, so quickly for me though, uh, I'm currently watching The Widow, Widow, which is on um, Amazon Prime with Kate Beckinsale. Oh. Uh, and the reason why I haven't started Chernobyl is because I haven't finished this. I've got two more episodes to go. Oh yeah. It's a really slow and long watch, but it's actually good. It's, it's really good actually. Because Kate Beckinsale hasn't. Well, as far as I know, she hasn't done anything long and slow for a while. It's always been sort of werewolvy. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's a really solid film, and you've kind of seen this story before. But I'm really enjoying it. But God, it's kind of slow. I've wanted to give up a, a number of times. But um, anyway, look, it's good. I wouldn't. I would, it's drama. Yeah. Know? So that's what you're watching. Uh, obviously, my other reality, other than Voices, House Rules, love that show. So I'm up to date with that. Loving it. Um, I started watching American Gods, which is yes. also on Amazon Prime, yeah. and I'm three. I'm still only three episodes in, and I'm really enjoying what I'm watching. But it's very strange. It's yeah. kind of like uh, the style. It's kind of highly stylized, like Three Hundred, and ultra violent. Yeah, like and 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 yeah, obviously yeah, okay. about mythical gods, right? Yeah, well, I really want to see it. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll love it. It's like something that it's it's like three hundred meets preacher on acid. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, three hundred in my heyday was great, and obviously preacher. Yeah, <laughs> I just got through sh- you showing you that I own basically everything that Garth Ennis, who was you know one of the original writers of the comic on that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've pretty much collected like every other catalog. run of stuff that yeah, he's done. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to have a look at that later. Um, I've even got a Garth Ennis Spider Man up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, look, American Gods is kind of my kind of – and Liam actually recommended it to me and, uh, and yeah, he knows me well because it is my kind of film, um, TV. But I do have to give it more time. Um, and obviously 9-9, always 9-9. Always. Always 9-9. Uh, and I also watched Black Widow uh, – Black Widow, bloody hell, Black Mirror – Oh, right. Uh, the, the new, new season. Out, yeah. yeah. And I watched one of the uh, episodes, which is called Striking Viper. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Strike, Striking Vipers. Uh, and I went to watch the Miley Cyrus episode. Oh, right? yeah. Um, just, again, it was kind of just to have in the background So she is part of it. Yeah, she's, she's in an episode, yeah. Oh, uh, because she, she was uh, – I follow her on Instagram. Mm. And she had f- just photo- like loads of photos of this particular look. Yeah. And I followed, I just was looking at them and then someone mentioned. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Hmm. So she has an episode. I went to watch that, just have it on again in the background while I was doing some stuff. And uh, I accidentally just pressed play on the top one rather than the second one. Like I just kind of played automatically. And it was one that was uh, with uh, Anthony Mackie. Oh. He plays uh, Falcon in yeah. um, Avengers. And uh, it was really, really good. Uh, I mean, I like most of them anyway. But um, 20 minutes into it, I realized that this wasn't going to be the one with Miley in it, although it could have been. Yeah. But I knew 20 minutes I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, this isn't it. But then I just kept going with it because I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's one that I wouldn't mind you watching, actually. Yeah, do you know what? I've only seen that one band snatch. Oh yeah, but that's, that's that was more gimmicky than. But that's why I watched it. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I I mean, there's look, all the black um, Black Mirror anthology, they're they're all um, very unique, uh, and not all of them are great. Most of them are good, and some of them are great. Yeah, so I'd rather just give you a handful of episodes to watch than my favourites. Yeah, 
and that'll be really good, you know, because um, they're kind of a slow creep with it, and then they really build to something quite special. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to watch it, always. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, this one was called Striking Vipers, and essentially it's a, a video game of the future, like a new next-gen console. And um, the difference is that they just put a little chip, a little kind of chip-looking thing on your temple here, and rather than playing the game, you get just get put into that um, envi- environment. Oh, right. Environment, yeah. 3D environment. But the game they're playing is like a Street Fighter, <laughs> right? Um, so just imagine being being Akuma or whatever, yeah. you know, um, or um, Shun Li or whatever, and, and you basically just can fight, but you just lie on the lounge and do nothing. But it's very cerebral. You're just using your mind. Yeah, very yeah. cerebral. That's all I'll say. Because it's, uh, it goes places that you're like, what the? Oh, okay. But it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's me for that's TV. the Anthony Mackie one. Anthony Mackie yeah, one. Okay. Um, now, I definitely want to. All I've been hearing about for two weeks is Chernobyl. Okay, and I've been saying to the family, I'm like, right, we've got to watch this. And I've been warning them, saying, listen, this is going to be a tough watch, but there's an important watch. And I think yeah. we, should, we should watch it as a family. So we've just had to knock over the Kate Beckinsale thing first and we'll watch it like, um, I think it's only five or six episodes. I think it's six. Yeah. yeah. I think they've only done, I mean, five is out now and then six is out next week or something. Like even my parents have watched it separately and they've both raved about it to yeah. me. But they've also said, listen... Uh, and and the very the my number one podcast I listen to is the Beard and the Bald, which yeah. are the boys who run JoeBlow dot com. Yeah, and they've watched it as well, of course. And and you know they were talking about how it made them, it really affected them, like really affected them. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're one episode in. I just want a little taste. How are you feeling so far? Oh yeah. Um, and when I say one episode, I'm twenty five minutes in because I was okay. watching it. So no comments, right? <laughs> And, uh, and I, I was um, watching it and then my wife had to go to bed or whatever and I yeah. thought, oh, I'll wait, but I'll, actually I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> um, so the funny thing is, like, I mean, you know, this is, what is it, 1986, I think the disaster happened and um, the radiation um, affected this small Russian town. Who would have thought that this true story, biopic-style, five-part miniseries would be like one of the biggest hits of the year? Yeah. Because it's rating through the roof. Well, already because we're in like we're in the sort of 86 moment here of when it happens mm. and the Tom fuckery of um, – <laughs> and I always hope that it's – this is the way it actually happens. And if it did, the, 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 the decision-making yeah. of what went on and uh, people not believing that, you know, the core reactor had – blown up and all that sort of stuff yeah and what that meant for the situation which i won't go into because you'll watch it all but what that meant for the situation um in the moment uh and and, just and the russians decisions were clouded by the fact that you know you know we we can do this we you know we're a big powerful nation we don't make mistakes and you know what i mean so i'm I'm sure that plays a big part of it as well but the thing that um and the thing that is is amazing for me to what i think the importance of watching this is a similar thing happened in japan uh 10 years ago in 2009 or mm. 10. You know, so this is a modern disaster, you know, and yeah. I think it's important that we all watch this, but I, it comes with massive warnings, you know, like <laughs> yeah. this, you will be affected by this because yeah. they don't hold back and, you know, there's some pretty gruesome things that happen to everyone involved, but I think it's important we see it. And it's crazy. Um, you, know, you, you don't think that there are things on this earth that can do yeah. um, what uh, nuclear... And here we are just playing around with them, you know, like with that power. Yeah. 
Yeah, scary. which we don't still fully understand. We do yeah. to a certain extent, but there's a lot more. Anyway, anyway. So, um, what we should do is everyone homework for the podcast listeners is go and watch Chernobyl. Yeah. And we'll come back on next pod and we will uh, discuss it in depth. We'll do it. We'll, you know, I'll find somebody who understands the implications of nuclear Radiation. power. Yeah. And maybe we'll have a... We'll have a, a Expert. We'll have a roundtable discussion actually about uh, nuclear films, maybe disaster films. And, oh, that's, uh, a, that's a fun top five, my top five. Top yeah. five <laughs> <laughs> nuclear disaster films. <laughs> Starting what well, might be uh, Terminator 2 for sure. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we already know Daylight's uh, <laughs> uh, in there. We're supposed to learn. Um, <laughs> Is that nuclear? No. No, but it's a disaster film. Okay. Kind of. My disaster film. Uh, right. So then I have um, Home End. Home End. Home End. You ready for this? Okay. Always. I saw that Ted Bundy film with Zac Efron. Yes. Terribly Truly, ugly. Truly, madly, true. deeply. <laughs> In love with you. Love, yeah, yeah. Is that Savage Garden? I don't know. Incredibly vile. Incredibly, yeah, right. Um, and it was a bit of hogwash. Like, okay, so to set everything up, I do have a really good understanding of most serial killers out there yeah. um, because – I you want to be one when you grow up. <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, you know, uh, there was, I, I used to read a lot of books about serial killers. And in fact, and you can't say your favorite serial killer, but the, the, the serial killer, which, no, because it's disrespectful to the people who died and their families, you know what I mean? Of course. But certainly the serial killer most who, intriguing. who, yeah, yeah, who most intrigued me uh, was Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. Uh, who was a, a serial killer in Milwaukee who yeah. um, used to pick up dudes from um, you know, gay um, <laughs> restaurants. Uh, you'll understand <laughs> why that's kind of not funny, but funny in a second. Gay clubs and used to bring them home and he would inject them their head in, with water, so with a syringe, because it would slow them down rather than having to use any drugs and oh, things like that. Um, and then he would eat them. Oh, yeah, cool, awesome. Yeah, nice. uh, which is why I, I in my head I had yeah, to eat, which is yeah. why I said he picks them up from gay restaurants. Um, Silence but, of the But, lambs. yeah, so to, to understand why people do that, I just yeah, I had no, to read I'm, books about it. And, yeah. I guess, you know, I'm infatuated by it as well. Like, you know, that's why we loved um, the um, David Fincher series yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. And, and it's one of those things, like, if, uh, you, if you're an actor, an actor, you never play a mass killer. You'd never play someone who just goes out and bombs a whole building or kills 50 yeah. people. What you do is play a person who killed 50 people over 20 years. Yeah. And for whatever reason, as a human race, we find that um, more intriguing and yeah. at times kind of sexy for a well, lot of people. And, and it's obviously it's a terrible. Lot more, yeah, it's a lot more um, to it as well. Like Paul Bettany's turn as a Unabomber was amazing, I thought. Mm. Um, anyway, look, I thought this movie was good. Not great. It was good. Like, not fun is the wrong word, but it was enjoyable to watch. I thought Zac Efron was great. And I thought, but it did go a different place than what I thought it would. I thought yeah. it was going to be all about the kind of killings, and it wasn't. No. It was more about um, his charisma. Yeah, his court, <laughs> the court case and stuff yeah. as well, right? Um, I'm going to agree with you, Paul Bettany. He is, he, everything about that was great. But if you look at how they play that role, because it's a series, they set it up. As you know, this uh, 
this guy who's obviously sending he's basically a serial bomber like he's sending yeah. things off over and over and over he's a serial killer he's yep. trying to be yep um so i still count him into that serial oh for sure yeah yeah oh yeah definitely just a different yeah. way of delivering yeah exactly yeah for uh sure. anyways but yeah um so I've got Jeffrey Dahmer in my head now. Uh, that's yeah. So that Ted Bundy film, I don't know. It, it it just wasn't enough. Yep. They had all the chances in the world to make it great, but uh, no. Uh, then I saw What Men Want. Did you watch oh, this? Oh yeah, no. That, that's one that I want to watch. It's just come out at home, man. But everyone at home's seen it, so I kind of got to watch it on my own. Oh yeah. What they you know? what they think? They thought it was. That wasn't like I was really looking forward to it. It had pretty good reviews, you know, and, yeah. and it's got a similar team from What Women Want. Yep, and they all came back saying, "Yeah, it was okay." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So we found it. I found it. I watched it. With my wife. We both found it super tough. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense, and that's in line. So, well, the critics were seemed pleasantly surprised or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm not watching it. Or I, I, I don't think you it. need to. Oh wow! Honestly, okay. I think it's just. I mean, yeah, I, I really don't feel you need to watch that okay. film. You're not going to gain anything by watching right, it. Right, okay. All right, well, um, all right, well, maybe I'll It wait. certainly didn't make us feel anything uh, that you would want from a, a film like that. Um, <laughs> we probably should have had Tiffany Haddish in that role because yeah. at least there might have been uh, some, just, she's some a outrageous funny, chick, funny stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. a funny chick. Um, Taraj is great, mm. uh, but I, I think she should – Probably stick to more drama, yeah, um, rather than comedy. Anyway, uh, I saw Happy Death Day to you. Oh yeah, first time. Yeah, first oh, time. Right, cool. Yeah. I'm very hanging to talk to you about this. Yeah, so yeah. first time. Are we on the same page? Did you I, I know, like I loved it? it. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the first one. Yeah, and I've come to both of those after you've already said go and watch yeah, them, just or whatever. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love how this one built in, you know, as everyone is these years. Back to the future. Back to the future sort yeah, of yeah. style oh, of things and, um, oh, and whatever. But yeah. uh, it's it's great. Like Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're not only you're watching a horror film, but you're watching something from your like childhood. Like sci-fi almost, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and this kind of um, Bat-Cat um, tribute. But what I liked about it is I was I – because was, the risk of these repeat day movies is that, you know, it becomes mundane very, very, very quickly. And just at the point where Happy Death Day to, uh, Happy Death Day One starts to become mundane, they do that twist, which was great. And same with this one. Just at the time where you thought, you're thinking, oh, you know, if I see this day play out again, I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. And then they do that that sci-fi twist. Is like, oh, I'm in. Like, take me to wherever you want me to go. You know. And you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And a lot of uh, Happy Death Day credit has to go to the lead act- actress. I think she's really charismatic and. Yeah, she almost holds a film. And yeah, Jessica Roth. Yeah, yeah she's uh, great. Great, like, like great. Yeah, so yeah. great. She reminds me of like you know, I mean, in a weird way, completely different. But how Anna Faris was in the scary movie movies, like yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that was crazy, stupid, silly. Yeah, but she was kind of something about her that was like you know, in the early days. Yeah, because you didn't didn't know her. You were like, oh, this girl's got something. You know, well, it's funny with Jessica, like with Jessica Roth. I, like she's a, obviously a, a very um, attractive actress, but it's not about that. Like, every, like just the way that she, her smile yeah, and the yeah, way that yeah. she delivers her lines, with, even with her parents, and and I don't know. I just the whole time I'm like, I love you. Yeah, did you? You're so good. Did you ever know that you would tear up in like genuinely tear <laughs> up in Happy Death Day to no. you? 
And did you? Uh, I don't know if I did. Right. Oh, I might, might have been a little bit upset. But, you know. That scene with her mum. Yeah. Oh, God, that was, that was yeah. full on. Anyway. Um, cool. Oh, that's good. So I'm that glad good. you like that. So you go around around three? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun, I'm, right? I'm, I'm right in fun. there. Yeah. yeah. It really reminds me of, um, you know, um, I know we did last summer, that kind of Completely. Oh, scream, just fun, horror thriller. Do you know what they need to do for for me? Just for me. <laughs> is they need to make a film that is he- Happy Death Day versus The Purge. Oh, yeah. And somebody who every time they die in The Purge comes back and obviously like they do in Happy Death Day, she remembers more things as she goes on or Groundhog Day or oh any of those God. films. That would be so complicated. So therefore you can start working your way through The Purge. Yeah, so it's like a computer game. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I would love that. But yeah, you keep waking up, I'd just be – put her in there as well. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, she's very good. Uh, then with a complete change of speed, I watched um, – a TV, uh, sorry, a movie on um, Stan called Iceman, uh, and it's actually its official name is uh, De Man Who's De Mice, but say that in however it's meant to be said. Was it Nordic or something? Is it? Or? Yeah, I think so. Danish. Yeah, Dane. I think it's Danish. Yeah, right. Yeah, there. yeah, Iceman. Um, yeah, yeah. Hang on, that's coming to me. Um, yeah, it, it, look, it, it, it's very it, like, and I say, Mads Mikkelsen's the main lead. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Um, but it's and it's not even loosely based around a true story. It's just there was a true story, and now we've written another story. <laughs> if if you can make a tenuous link right. between that, yeah, okay. Um, because they found you know a, a dude in frozen in ice what fifteen years ago or something, and then they went, we're going to write a movie about it. <laughs> How he got there? Um, it's very interesting. You know, a guy back in sort of uh, I don't know exactly when, but you know prehistoric days. He like the Building, the, I'm sorry, hunting with bows and arrows, and um, they don't have any real Homo weapons sapien, besides that. Yeah. Um, but he has like 10 people in his little village. He goes off to uh, hunt to get some food, and three guys come along and kill everyone in his village. And it becomes a revenge film from there on, and him hunting them down. There's basically no dialogue. Yeah, I was about to say, is there any dialogue? No, there's basically no dialogue. They do speak to each other sporadically, not often, but there are no subtitles. And you don't need subtitles because yeah. you, you get what's going on. Um, and now I found that really interesting. I thought my TV was messing up at first. I was trying to find the closed caption oh, thing, yeah, but yeah. it was nothing. I was like, yeah. okay. And then I was like, hang on. I don't actually like need a, it. a dead language or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, it was kind of a lot of, not grunts, but you could see it was like <laughs> just some languages developed just from that. So if you love your cinema and you're looking for something like real, you know, that's that's filmed in the beautiful wilderness, not much, you know, CGI and all that sort of stuff. Just a true basic story of revenge and love and all that sort of stuff. See Revenant. If you can't <laughs> find Revenant, <laughs> then no. go to Iceman. Revenant, Revenant is a um, is a Disney film compared to this. Oh gosh, uh, it really is. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I really enjoyed it, and I don't know what made me click on it. I think I was just. Uh, Maybe I'll just over all of these glossy films that I've yeah, been watching. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I did it. Now, speaking of glossy, I, um, 
home entertainment for me has been uh, a little bit uh, quiet. I, I keep going on to home ent and um, what's it called now? Uh, Telstra box office for me. And I just, I just, I've seen everything where I don't want, there's nothing I want to see here. And the only two movies that are on there that I wouldn't mind watching, sorry, one was What Men Want. And you kind of oh, yeah. kibosh that for me. Another one was A Dog's Way Home, which I wouldn't mind watching oh, yeah, that. Yeah, You've I'm seen that? that? No, I haven't yet, but I, yeah. I'm yeah. And the only other one on there was uh, Greta. Okay. Yeah. What about the Joaquin Phoenix film, um, You Were Never Really Here? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to see that. Sorry. Because I need probably, to go back to that one. Yeah, that's probably well. in the, the three-month recent release. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. just current. Current, yeah. Yeah, and this is, a, this is the industry I used to work in, so... When I was working in there, every week there'd be something. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. But it just seems to be dull. Anyway, yeah. I did go on to a Netflix new release film, and that was uh, Always Be My Maybe. Have you seen this? Have you seen heard about this? Uh, Always Be My Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, name the actor again. It's a Keanu, isn't it? Well, well kind of. It's um, Ali Wong and Randall Park. Okay. So Ali Wong is American Dad, and Randall Park is like Veep and Aquaman. And... It's I think it's based on a you know best-selling novel or something, but it's it's an Asian centric, Asian American centric story, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so think, kind of think Crazy Rich Asians, in in the zany kind of offbeat Asian Asian comedy. Um, it's probably a little bit well, it is a little bit more Americanized than that because they are in, um, I think they're in uh, New York or Boston at yeah, some stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Not unlike Isn't It Romantic with Rebel Wilson, which half of that movie is really cheesy and really corny, but half the other half is you actually get some laugh-out-loud moments for me. This was similar. It was really kind of cheesy, yeah. and they throw everything at the wall, but some of it sticks, and some of it is actually really kind of funny. I found myself laughing out loud on more than one occasion. Yeah. Um, just with that humor and the banter between the two, the two comedians or actors. Yeah. But then it goes to another level when you have that, and I'll say it, but I won't say too much about yeah. it, is when you have the cameo, extended cameo. I didn't know it was a cameo, right? Yeah, it's an extended cameo from Keanu Reeves. Okay. And every moment that Keanu Reeves is in this film is like laugh out loud hilarious for me. Is he right? saying how much he loves movies? Have you seen the footage of him in the last few days? Uh, He's been no. doing the rounds? It's great. Like it's yeah. just him talking at a, I don't know, somewhere. Is like a little podium in front of him, you know, that sort of thing. So something official, and he's almost he's got his eyes closed almost the whole time. I love movies. <laughs> I love watching movies. I love being in movies. Like he's just and everyone's loving it. You know, yeah. he, he's. Uh, I think there was a picture of a hand. Yeah, I've seen it with a set Chuck of keys. Yeah, with a set Chuck of keys and it's a meme. Yeah. Classic. I love it. Oh, I love it too. And, and it's actually the truth. I think with the John Wick resurgence, it's really just elevated his character, uh, his acting, his presence, sorry, his stature again to say, hang on, this dude is freaking cool. He's not the best actor out there, but he has so many great films. You yeah. know, and so many bad ones too, by the way. Yeah. And he'll probably admit it. But his great ones are truly, truly great. And when he does stuff like this, I just do these extended cameos and really, he really makes himself look like a freaking dick. And oh, sorry, he is playing Keanu Reeves. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's not a character. <laughs> he's Keanu. Yeah, right. Uh, and he's a dick. And obviously he knows he's setting himself up like that, of course. Uh, yeah, it's great. I wonder if the so Wachowski good. sisters are going to put him into um, the Matrix now that they've announced they're doing another one. 
Oh, I'm sure he'd jump at the chance, right? Why wouldn't he be Neo Didn't again? he die in the last one? Oh, I switched off after that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a third one? Yeah, there was a third one. Really? No. Um, Mr. Anderson. Maybe he comes back as There's like, only one Wachowski that's a female. No, uh, they're both female, no? No, the two brothers. Two brothers and one, to, um, one was a transgender. Yeah, they're both sisters yeah. now. The, the, the other guy has gone to a film? Lara and Laura or something. Oh, no way. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day when I was talking about it. Right. So yeah. they both had a change. Apparently. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll, I'm going to confirm. Yeah, while, do that because I've that, just never heard that, um, which would be interesting. It would actually be interesting if that was the case. Yeah, because uh, that, would, that just shows you that chemical makeup was uh, wrong in their case. <laughs> Keep, uh, you know, keep carry, ch- keep carry keep on. Carry right. on. Uh, I, have, I have other ones if you... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I was done with um, Home End. Um, I only had catalogue to go, but uh, I, I just want to mention one thing. With, with the extended cameo with Keanu in Always Be My Maybe, which you may love or hate or be in the middle, I'm not going to recommend it to you, but if you do watch it, there's a scene when they're doing this kind of like an Asian fusion restaurant scene and eating at this really, you know, three-hat restaurant. And uh, there's a scene there where Keanu has headphones on. The whole table has headphones on. And I thought that was amazing. That's all I'll say. I was like crying, laughing. <laughs> all right, I'll watch it. I will, because I've got a, like the free money on um, on the big pot there. Like, was it Tolstra Box? No, office? it's um, it's um, Netflix. Oh, I don't have that. Well, that's not Stan. No, it was Netflix for uh, sure. Yeah, I'm off Netflix. Right, for the time being. There were that, ne- no, uh, both uh, my wife and I agreed that we have been disappointed by Netflix. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. I, I I've been struggling to watch something yeah. on there. Yeah, I agree. So we just thought we'll just. Go off for Have a while. A break. Yeah, let it back. build up with whatever. Um, They'll give you an offer for two months free or whatever. Come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, so, Lana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski are American film and TV directors, writers, and producers. The sisters are both trans women. Wow. Yeah, collectively known as the Wachowskis. Um, they've worked as a writing and directing team. That's crazy. Yeah. I'd never heard of the second one. Yeah. Transitioning. Wow. That's cool. It's funny. I know their names now more, like as in their first names, more than I did when they were. Yeah. Because before they were just the Wachowskis. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. All right. Um, so there we are. Uh, so I saw some films, so you didn't have to. Oh, yeah. I like this segment. <laughs> uh, so I've, I'll go through these pretty quickly. So I saw uh, Papillon or Papillon. Oh, yeah. Papillon. I want to watch this, but I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Look, it should be it should be good. And at times you're kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't turn it off. Let's okay. just say that. But it's just with Charlie Hunnam and um, Rami Malek, you just thought you were going to get a bit more. And I thought probably that they all thought they were going to get a bit more out of it. What is it? Just slow? Because uh, the story's kind of great, right? It's funny. But it's not even really that slow. Just nothing kind of happens. You're moving along the whole time, but nothing really interesting happens. Certainly nothing that – and you don't have – in every film, you don't have to see something different. It doesn't no. always have to be, you know. Did you see the original Papillon? No, I haven't, With no, actually. Dustin Hoffman and no. Steve McQueen? But I do want to go – like I've been catching up on a lot of my older films that I've missed out on. 
Yeah. Um, and that's one that I need to do. I was definitely interested in watching this because I love prison break fil- films. And, yeah. But, yeah, if it's, a, if it's nothing happens, well, why, why am I watching it? Because yeah. I'm not a massive fan of the actors. I don't mind them. But I'm not crossing the street for Charlie just yet. No, no, no. You know, he's he's solid, but he's still Sons of Anarchy, you know, yeah. the best thing he's ever done. Um, and uh, Rami Malek, yeah. No, no one does a sensational job in this. Okay. It's not their fault. Yeah, it's sure. just the whole production. Uh, so, yeah. What else don't, don't we have to see? Uh, well, Thanks I to Sean. S- I saw Ben is back. Oh, yeah. Yep. Julie um, Roberts. My family has watched this. Oh, yeah. What do they um, think? They really, really liked it. Love, like, like to love. Yeah. Um, it's a tough movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, and it's a tough movie. Exactly yeah. that. Uh, and I think that uh, I would recommend it if you're a fan of Julia Roberts. Yeah. Or whether you read the description of what it's about, which is simply her son comes back uh, from rehab, and it's about the sort of follies of what happens yeah. um, there. It's a pretty simple story. Um, and I think. If you have uh, instances in your life where you've had uh, family members or whatever close to what's happened there, like a dysfunctional family, you probably feel more for it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so but I. But the end like, of the day, it's a real drama. Yeah. It's a real drama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, look, I, I should have watched it with them that night. I, I was so tired that night. I just had to go to bed and I just wasn't in the mood yeah. for something emotional like that. Because um, normally I'm the first to say Let, let's watch that kind of movie because I like to be drawn yeah. in. But anyway, I didn't, and now I've, I may have missed the boat. Well, y- you you will recognise better than most uh, an Oscar attempt. Yep. You know, Oscar bait. Yeah, yeah, just to try and give someone a bit of room to do something, but it just doesn't quite reach those heights. Yeah, that's yeah. all. But but still, it's a it's a you know worthy film. Uh, I saw the circle. Yep. And that was on Netflix before my Netflix ran out. Uh, it's almost almost a bat cat now. De- definitely. I, yeah. I had to go searching for something. I don't know what it was, but uh, The Circle popped up. Tom Hanks, obviously, um, Emma Watson. Yeah. Uh, Watson? Yeah. Is that a name? Yeah, Emma Watson. <laughs> I've had a brain. Is it Watson? Uh, <laughs> I'm terrible with uh, names. You know this. Hermione. Yeah, Emma Watson, yeah. Um, so they're both in it. Uh, it. Look, it's kind of it's a futuristic story kind of based around like a, a Google really yeah. and about sort of um, the transparency of information that's given around and uh, I was going to say Google. Uh, the Circle have just created these little cameras that are about the size of um, – I don't know, like a marble, a small marble, and you can stick them on things, stick them anywhere, and they're saying, the, the, Tom Hanks, who owns his company, is basically saying we're doing this because we want to have greater transparency. <laughs> there are lots of other bits For and pieces. For all the right reasons. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and what I love about this movie is you don't necessarily always get a definition of who is good and who is bad. So at times you think, oh, yeah, they're just trying to um, get everything that they want to um, to make money. And then I'll have an explanation of why they want to do these things. And and you're actually on board. You're, you're like, like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I can't see. I can't that say works. no to it. Actually, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so they go in and, and, and <clears throat> out of this sort of uh, – and it's a, great, it's a great discussion for yeah, life moral, now. Moral dilemmas and moral yeah. compasses and As I said that. to you before, I went, I went hiking uh, on the weekend uh, at a local um, national park 
and just happened to come up this morning uh, via, I think, my Facebook, top five places to hike on the Central Coast. But they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, uh, we had music playing um, last night, and I even said to my wife, because uh, she was asking a question, I said, well, watch this. And the music was playing, and my phone was somewhere near that speaker. Yeah. And I went, and I can't say it now because you'll pop up. But I went, hey, Siri. And then, ba-boom, there, off it goes. The music was playing and everything and still got my voice Yeah, in amongst that. So it can hear me across the room. You know, I sh- yeah, I can shut it down if I want to and whatever. But that's, you know, is it shut down? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Anyway, so that's what the circle's about. Yeah. Um, and you've been banging on about this for years, this high, whole privacy. Yeah. Issue yeah. that we have with technology in our future, yeah, and it's just starting to pop its head up now. You know, with the whole Facebook issue that came out two years ago or year, year and a half ago. Yeah. What you're talking about now with that, you know, uh, Siri and the collecting information and, information, and and the um, Google Minis and all, all those things that are around our house now. Yeah. And now this movie, which is probably just not in the too distant future, maybe ten years away or whatever it might have been. Yeah. Is yeah, just and I'm guessing in the movie they use all this. Eventually, for the for the bad, right? Like it's. Oh, I'm not going to ruin that for okay. you. And that's what I found really interesting about this. Because uh, this movie has um, yeah. is um, famous for being critically smashed. Yeah. And a, and a box office failure. Yeah. Um, obviously, had Tom Hanks, right? Um, so for you to say that you got something out of it, I know you're interested in the, in the topic anyway. Yeah. But um, you're saying that you're suggesting we should have a look at this. I'm suggesting I like that the actors, so it should not? be a, a, for the PSA. Same as the reason you a reason you watch Chernobyl, yeah, um, which okay. is a, which is a more reactive, obviously statement on things that are, that have happened and what we could do for the future. Here's something that you could Almost be proactive about, yeah. and 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 also uh, you know, so I'm on top of this and I'm in terms of worrying about it, but I still can't get rid of my phone because there are certain things that like I am connected to. And maps yeah. are one of those things. I love maps. My life lives around. So when people search things on Safari or your internet searches, I don't. I just go to my maps and I search from there. Same things you would search on Safari. Yeah. Because that gets me quicker to what I need to do. Without it's, the advertising. With, yeah, <laughs> with all that sort of stuff and choices, you know, and, and, uh, and, it, and it uses your locale and all that sort of stuff. It's really amazing, but it's not. <laughs> because now it has all the searches of things I want to do. And Anyway, that's a... Maybe we'll do a third podcast on that. <laughs> well, I think that's a, yeah, its own podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but anyway, so yeah, watch The Circle. The last one I have to mention because there's no way you will ever watch this even after I say this and it's Cold Pursuit. Uh, no, I won't. Yeah. William Neeson. No, I will not watch this film. So thank you for your service again yeah, yeah, and watching yeah. this film for us, yeah. the podcast. Talk to us. It's... So we can live vicariously through you. It wants to be a black comedy. Yeah, I heard that actually. But I kind of forget the comedy aspect of it. And it's not a complete action. It's just a bit black. Yeah. A bit off. Um, You know, anyone could have played the part instead of Liam Neeson. It didn't have to just be him. Uh, Yeah. I, you know, I would try and sell you on this film if I could. Yeah, you know that. But you can't because there are no. I can't. There are plenty of other films that he's in that I could really like. You'd be you know, very proud of me. I think I watched The Commuter like two, I was just going to say The ago. Commuter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was okay. There's, there's some was, stuff in there. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Cold Pursuit. 
It's just you watch, and one day you'll watch Cobra City. What are you talking? Why didn't yeah, you tell me great. that? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a like Edge of Darkness or um, what was the other one called? Um, Ballistic versus Sever, and just really kind of missing the mark a little bit. Like it was very dark. And the, the only thing that's redeeming, I think, for you in this is that he's not a typical. I'm a man of yeah. decent skills. Got, yeah, got, a certain set of skills. Yeah, yeah he's not none of that. Cool. Well, like that. That. He's just like a person that's trying to run, make the best out of what he has to do. Run or chase? Is he running or no, chasing? He's, he's chasing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. <laughs> he's running and chasing. To be okay, fair. Okay. All right. Uh, in the cold, yeah. yeah. He, he, his job is a snow plower. Right. Yeah. I like what they do with that. Okay. Cool. Anyway, my la- I've just got a couple of bat cats, and his name's Coxman. Right. Because apparently the Finnish version or the Danish version the guy is like Dickman or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, it goes 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 along nicely with uh, Liam's uh, member. Anyway, um, <laughs> back catalogue. I watched uh, all the X Men to le- lead into uh, Dark Phoenix. So I watched oh, from First Class. So I watched First Class, Days of Futures Past, and Apocalypse. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, good. I mean, I love First Class. I thought it was great. Yeah. with Matthew Vaughan um, directing. Days of Future Past. Brian Singer came back in after X One and Two, and he directed that. And I really love that. It's probably the one of the best X-Men, actually, Days of Future Past, because it's got yeah. everyone in it. It's really quite a great film. And then Apocalypse, which the first half starts off quite good and then it just becomes a, you know, action affair in the end, it's it's, you know, all world-ending, you know, <laughs> which was fine. It was okay. It was fine. So, yeah. like, they were – like, that's three. They're quite easy to watch. They're fun. Um, so, like, when you look at it, I know Dark Phoenix, which we're about to talk about in about four hours, um, is getting panned. But if it holds up just okay, like good enough, like Apocalypse, um, it's a it's a you go through from the start from um, first class, Days of Futures Past, Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, X One, X Two, chuck out Last Stand, yeah. X Three. That's a good block of six movies, man. You know, like a, yeah. like it's enjoyable, you know. Enjoyable. What I'm interested in doing is once I've seen Dark Phoenix is then watch In Aura, uh, X1 and X2 and see how many flaws the whole movie timeline has because um, they try and work it in with X1 and 2 being prequels. Yeah. But I just wonder how many things don't work. I know there's a couple that, uh, that I know off the top of my head. but And then the last thing I watched last night, just because we were looking for something and I thought every year, oh, wow, it's 12 months later. We've got to watch them again. So we popped on Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have to watch Ace Ventura 2 very soon. But what's interesting is, man, the first half of that movie is still just just crazy, 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 crazy. And Jim Carrey is just amazing, right? And very funny. Not for everyone, I get it. But if, if it's for you, it's like just on point. And the funny thing is uh, the second half of the film, or the last act, I will say, gets a little bit on the nose with the whole um, uh, gender equality and stuff. And it's it's a little bit off now, you know, yeah. um, with the twist and the humour. Like a lot of the last act is surrounding the humour of the transgender, right? Yeah. And I couldn't lie. Like, like Ayn Horn is a man. <laughs> yeah. Like what I was laughing at was Jim delivering. Yeah. Not the gag. 
Does that make sense? Uh, oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, now. Back in yeah, the day. Yeah. Yeah, well, back was, in the day, yeah. and that's why you watch it. You watch it from back in the 90s, yeah. right? Where it wasn't an issue. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it's just interesting to watch it now. And, and there's a couple of things. And not only that transgender thing, there's, there's one or two other things that are um, exploitive, you know. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, but <laughs> I still really loved it and I laughed out loud a lot. Alrighty then. <laughs> I think we're going to move on to our next segment. News. It happened. News. It happens. It did, Sean. It does and it did and it will always. So I'm going to start with this one. Okay. You ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Our pat is the new bat. The vampire is now a bat. The pat is pat. The pat is the bat. The yeah, bat yeah. is pat. Pat, pat, our pat. <laughs> um, yeah, Robert Patterson Batman. is officially the Batman. <laughs> now, uh, how do you feel about this, Jason? Well, when I first came out, and they're very smart <laughs> how they do it. They delivered this news in heavy rumors. And I was a bit angry about Robert Patterson as the Batman. I was actually happy. I think he's a good actor. Mm. No problem with him. I didn't like um, Twilight series from an acting point of view. I know they're a pop culture phenomenon, but anyway, park that. Um, But I actually respect him as an actor. So I had no problems with R. Pat as um, as Bruce Wayne. Like I was like, cool, done. I get it. Yeah. Especially with what um, Matt Reeves is trying to do, more film noir, detective story. Yes, yeah, yeah. More Bruce Wayne, right? What I didn't love is Arpat as the Bat and, you know, this, like, Batman is this overtowering presence of, you know, fear to the bad people, yeah. right? And he can also kick ass with martial arts and blah, 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 and through detective work, right? I could not see Robert Patterson doing that, Uh but I trust in the, you know, 10-week um, challenge that you went through <laughs> two months ago or yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, things like that. And, you know, they get paid to, to bulk up. And, um, I mean, I know he's playing a younger Batman too, so he probably yeah. doesn't have to be as big as as big yeah. as he has been. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, and this has been Don't forget from... that Michael Keaton played Batman. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But we didn't know what... We didn't know but it's back a diff- then. It's a, what I'm saying is that there are different reincarnations of him. Of course, and if of you course. can get Keaton, who everyone loves, then I don't think body size should stand in the way. No, I don't know how good R. Pat is as an actor. I haven't seen him anything outside anything except Twilight. Right. Oh no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, and um, I've heard uh, everyone has actually leapt to his defense now. Yeah. So yeah, great. I've sat with this for three months, and then two weeks ago it became official from yeah. Matt Reeves' mouth. Mouth. And by that time, I was like kind of okay with it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I'm cool with this now. Yeah. You know, I trust in their process. And, um, <laughs> and the they, other... they wore you down. Yeah, they wore me down. <laughs> yeah, they did. It was so funny. But no, I mean, Robert Patterson really went out of his way to, um, after Twilight being the biggest, you know, films, you yeah. know, one of the biggest franchises of all time, uh, and just went to indie indie heaven because every film he did was a little independent that could. Yeah, he has all the money in the world, isn't he, to yeah, just exactly. do something because he has to. Exactly. and But what that did is it proved that he could actually act and 
Um, I'm not saying he couldn't in Twilight. It's just obviously the character of Edward didn't allow him to do too much more than glow in the dark. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, sparkly bat. Yeah, that's sparkling bat. That's going to hide from people, mate. You'll be sparkling. Uh, you know what? There should be an outtake right at the end of um, this new Batman film just that somehow has a reference of him yeah. being sparkly. Yeah. Anyway, how are you with it? Uh, I just don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am happy. That's cool. Yeah, I'm happy to, to see just them have a go. go with it. Because yeah, yeah. if it doesn't work, they'll give us another bat at some other stage. Yeah. You know, I would have liked to have seen another um, Ben Affleck one, like a dedicated oh, film to sure, Ben Affleck. For sure. um, but obviously, there are reasons why they didn't do that. So, if and if, we chucked a fit when you know um, Heath Ledger became Joker, and and all it goes all the way through. You know, there's but um, yeah. Well, one of the rumors going about is that they might be doing a book that I just bought and the story arc from that. Which oh, is why in, I've um, got it in this. Yeah, which this is called the Batman. Nightfall. Oh. Um, which is basically uh, you could possibly have three different Batmans um, going through the three films, which means that he would only play the Batman. Oh. And then it could be, um, I believe the story arc goes that he gets his back broken by Bane yeah. at some point. Which happens in... Um the Dark Knight Returns. That's right, yeah. yeah. But they might bring that back in, like, into this story or they might yeah, yeah, yeah. use that sort of somehow it. he gets yeah, hurt yeah, yeah. and he's out. Yeah. Uh, and then he has another Batman step into his place and he, like, not trains him but, you know, mentors that, that new Batman who turns out to be an absolute psychopath or whatnot. And then the last one is basically like a James Brolin style, like, older Batman. Oh, I wish it still could be Ben Affleck. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So it's, yeah. it's complete rumours and all that sort of business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't you know what to do. You had my curiosity, now you have my interest. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Netflix, just for those who love Netflix, I thought I'd put this on here. So, Netflix has announced a second season of Love, Death, and Robots, which is the uh, David Fincher uh, oh, yeah. produced um, anime uh, short stories and Russian Doll season two. Which I liked as well. I haven't seen that, but that's the uh, I can't remember her name, but she's from uh, American Pie. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, um, Orange is the New Black. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's right. good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and it does that whole um, Happy Death Day to you repeat day. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you did tell me about this actually. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. they've commissioned that for a second season, which is kind of cool. Um, so you're saying it's come back again? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll add a bit of Back to the Future <laughs> in there. Um, this one's interesting, although kind of a no-brainer. So John Cena or Cena uh, has joined the cast of Fast Nine, Fast and the Furious oh, yeah. Nine. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Is that it's followed becoming, by Dave Bautista? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's becoming like a uh, Expendables, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but you know, yeah, great, cool. No <laughs> Yeah, fine. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this new um, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, like film. it looks completely crazy, completely over the top and completely ridiculous. But I'm in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need fodder every so often as you long do. as it's – And uh, you know what? I'm going to call Godzilla the sec, like king of the monsters as fodder. Mm. Um, exactly what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. The monsters fighting and that's what Hobbs and Shaw is. It's just monsters fighting. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so bad. I can't wait. Um, 
And the good thing is that they've showed us so much in the trailer that you know what you're in for. You're completely conditioned. So no matter how bad it is, it's not like you can walk out going, oh, that was just like, well, you knew what you were walking into, you dickhead. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, look, I'm sure The Rock and Jason are having a great time. Exactly. And, you know, that's what you More want. More fun than The Rock and Vin Diesel. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And getting paid far too much. <laughs> the other one I got for you in uh, news... It happens, is um, <laughs> Denis Villeneuve, who we know from uh, Arrival and uh, what was the other one? Blade Runner remake. Uh, one of a uh, very exciting director for me. So he's taking yeah. on Dune or, or Dune. Yeah, Dune, that's right. right. Which um, David Lynch did back in the late 80s, I think it was, with um, Kyle MacLachlan and, and, and friggin'. Um, um, police sting. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so right. Denis Villeneuve is directing the new film, right? Which I'm excited by. Like, you know, it's very quirky, very weird, very different. Yeah. But of all the directors, I think he could probably do something with it. But my point here is that that's not um, that everyone knows that. But what what he's also doing is is then going to spin off into a TV series that he is going to direct the first episode of and it will be des- designed to coexist with the feature film, if that makes sense. Yes. They may have done this kind yeah. of thing before, definitely. Yeah. But what they haven't really done is doing it purposely as a film and then TV to get like almost together. Yeah, so you they're know, launching like, pad as this film. Yeah, sort of thing, I believe the film is the launching pad. I don't yeah. believe the TV's first. Um, but yes, but the film's not until 2020. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's going to be epic. But it won't be for everyone. It would be very weird. And, yeah. But it could be cool. Like, it's like a, imagine, um, it's almost like Mad Max meets Blade Runner. Yeah. No, that's I, kind I, of what I, you're watching. I trust in, in Dennis. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for news that happens. Uh, well, as far I've, as actual points, I've got some other things I want to talk about, though. What about you? Can I talk about my uh, Deadwood? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got that in trailers. You trailers, I'll bring yeah. that up. Uh, so then uh, the other one that's definitely news, uh, I don't know if you've seen lately, Jason, but apparently right now we're allowed to um, challenge people who are 31 years older than us uh, to <laughs> oh, cage it's matches. Be 31? Yeah, I believe it's 31. Um, like in the town of Derry, it's 27 thir- years later? Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. It's like 31 or 32, somewhere around there. Uh, because <laughs> Justin Bieber has challenged Tom Cruise to a cage match. He's called him out on Twitter. Yeah. And basically said, if, you know, uh, if you're not scared, then you should. Which is so bizarre. He's either lost the plot or there's something in this that's ingenious, That's right? what you feel, right? Like yeah. You just feel that he's – because he's announced that he's not going to be doing any songs or anything for a while. Or no, did he just announce he's doing another album? I can't remember. <laughs> like he's so, chopping all over the yeah, place. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is a, the new marketing ploy to launch an album. Yeah. Like who can take on Tom Cruise. Everyone in the whole world will know about it. Oh, here's my new album. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's such a idiot. I just, you know. And you know what? I, I, I actually hope that Tom Cruise picks him up on it because, dude, Tom Cruise does all his own stunts. You don't think he's going to train for three months to beat the crap out of you? I would love it if he yeah, did that. Yeah, I know Justin Bieber does a bit of martial arts, but, and yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, I do know a couple of things here. I know that Conor McGregor hopped on. Yeah, on board that's right. With this. And so he, he basically, yeah, he'll, he'll host it, you know, with the um, what's it called, the McGregor Martial Arts or yeah, whatever, whatever it's called, the, yeah, yeah. promotional company, yeah, promotional company, and host the fight, 
Um, but I think I thought Tom Cruise had come back to him at one stage and did something, said something on. Oh, well, I haven't seen anything uh, of late, but so. But now this has become. You're saying this is becoming a bit of a trend. Saying okay, well, you got to go pick a fight with a guy or a girl who's what thirty one years older than you. Is that yeah, what you're saying? I was like thirty one years And I believe older. that you've done this. <laughs> you've oh, already I put did. yours out there. In I the did world. put mine out there. <laughs> uh, so I put. Um, uh, I challenge Sam Elliott to a fight, although I can tell you already how it's going to go. I'll dodge the jab and hook, then slide in for a cuddle. I'll cuddle and die in those arms. <laughs> I want to make it sweet. I don't want to challenge anyone to a fight. I just want to get them there so I can cuddle. I reckon you'll fight. You've seen, um, you've seen uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take a leg out. Any of you sons of bitches call me grandpa, I'll <laughs> kill you. <laughs> I ain't sure, sure I ain't going to show you my dick, smack. Um, yeah, and so I've got to chase someone who's 77 years old. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So 77. I've got to go for like... like John Voight. He's uh, going to be better. Robert De Niro or someone. De Niro, yeah. Like Imagine. Sean Connery could even be too old for me. Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to go De Niro era. Anyway, you've got choices. I'm not taking on Raging Bull. <laughs> no way. No way. About Al Pacino, and, and, the blind man. Yeah, and John Voight, he's played a boxing trainer. <laughs> no all, way. Well, they've all played yeah. something, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's always interesting. So look out on Twitter for uh, for that sort of stuff. It's such a strange thing, but I really want to watch that space. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Well, you know, I'm on Twitter a, a fair bit, so I'll... Um, Can you keep me posted on that? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm just... I'm just having a quick look on. I mean, Tom Cruise hasn't done anything on his Twitter, really. So we'll see. Not even a Top Gun 2 post. No. No, All it's right, just well, people talking about Tom Cruise and making like lots of fun. Uh, anyway, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep on top of that one. Do you want to look at trailers? Please do. Please, please. A couple of trailers have come out. Uh, that I want to talk about. Okay. The first one I think we should open with is the one that we're all excited for, and that's Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh let gosh. it snow, let it snow. <laughs> what can you do with this? Who cares? It's a money-making machine. Yeah. Now, I, I watched the trailer because that's what we should do. Oh, did you? Yeah. And... Um, look, it looks like an epic, sprawling adventure, whatever. Anyway, the thing is, every woman under... I don't know, when the first one came out? Ten years ago? Eight years ago? Oh, I don't know. Six years ago? Any girl, <laughs> any girl under 18 will probably just love Fine, this Fine, I've seen it ten times. Is that what you want? Um, I've seen it once. Oh, I've seen it ten times. Have you? <laughs> oh, my boys love it. <laughs> I can tell you that the... Animation in this film looks amazing. Like you can see that. Is it six years or something? Can you do some IMDb? Oh, right. I'll do my job. Frozen 1 to Frozen 2 because the animation difference is like quite a step up. You can really notice it. 2.13. Right. Well, that's only six years. Wow. Yeah, it looks really impressive, that part of it. Anyway, I'm sure it'll snow and then I'll (laughs) let it go. And uh, there may even be some singing. There might be, yeah. And as long as um, <laughs> as long as John Travolta gets up on stage and says, "Was it Adele Naziz oh, or something God. again?" Now, what we're really here for, though, really, is to talk about another trailer called 
Rambo, Last Blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, this guy knows how to, like, he just gets it. He gets it. Yeah. And he. But I like, I like how he says, this is the last Rambo. Sure. Whatever. Do you know why? Because so I've before. called it. The yeah. last Rambo yeah. or whatever. That's no, last blood. It's not last Rambo. <laughs> last blood, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there'll be the, the next blood after that, you know. <laughs> and then the, rese- the resurrection re- of the... The residual blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the splatter of blood. No, yeah. son, Look, of, son of blood. He, he's really, for me, he's really taken a leaf out of the success of Logan, which was grounded and kind of, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. that um, westerny kind oh, of western-y. feel. Yep. And worked treat, right? Yeah. Uh, for both reviews and box office. And it seems like he's taken that approach, a grounded back to roots, back to his ranch, almost, or literally back to his ranch that's got underground tunnels, like, oh my God. <laughs> and he takes on what, it's hard to tell what he takes on, but it seems like a cartel of some sort, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's coming up against a cartel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's almost irrelevant. A massive, they're, just, yeah. they're just fodder, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really are going to be mannequins, yeah, yeah. you know, just running around for him to shoot at. Anyway, I'm, I'm keen for that. Um, and I've got to say, I'm not the biggest Rambo fan. Like, I really love First Blood. Yeah. And Rambo 2 and 3 for me, like... As a kid, I liked 2. Yeah, 2, same. Yeah, and 3 was yeah. not for me. Yeah. And Rambo 4 was a nice little reinvention, but... Um, yeah, you know, for me, they're not as close to home as, say, Rocky or Creed, you know. And number one is is really grounded at home. Oh, man, number one's still a great film yeah, today, so definitely. It's kind of nice that they're wrapping it up this way. Definitely, rather than a completely over-the-top thing, although yeah. we haven't seen it yet. It sure. could end up being like Shaw and Hobbs. <laughs> but I, I, I almost wish that they wrapped it up a similar way to they started the first one. Yeah, you know he, he's still drifting or whatever for whatever reason he's come across hard times and and he goes into a town and there's some corruption or the cops want to get rid of him whatever it is and he just goes back into the same film. <laughs> Why do any what, what? He's not doing anything different now. Yeah, he's no, not. I, I like that he's back at home on the ranch. I like that. I thought that was a really good call. He's got to go home at some stage, right? Sure. He, he hardly ever does because they need him out to. Kill Vietnam or whatever. Yeah. Kill <laughs> so, Vietnam. <laughs> that's what he did in number yeah. three, right? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, There's something wrong about that sensor. I can't, I can't work it out right I know. now. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, another one I'm really excited for. I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. I'm a sucker for it. And that's Good Boys. Huh? Yeah, so Good Boys is uh, Jacob Tremblay from The Room. Yeah. Um, and it's a Seth Rogen-produced, written machine. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so it's very much super bad, but younger. Ah. So um, there's Jacob Tremblay's age. So they're, uh, I guess they're 12. I think they're 12. There's three or four boys. Sure. 12 year olds. Yeah, sure. And yeah. they just don't know shit from Clay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they get their shit self into mischief like super bad. Yeah. But they're not teenagers. And uh, it's, it's great. Okay. I they, love they're it. They're finding themselves. Yeah, in, in it's this all world that. It's and... great. It's a really sexual. It's the guys who did um, Sausage Party. Okay. Super bad. You yeah. know, it's just wrong. No, right? no, it's fine. I mean, neighbors. Yeah. And they've done some great marketing for this already. If you look at the poster, You've got the three boys, the three, yeah, three boys, three 12-year-olds or whatever, 
and it's R-rated in America, so it'd probably be MA here, right? And the poster, the marketing for it is you have to be this tall. There's a line just above <laughs> the heads. You have to be this tall to see the film. Uh, like, like, like you're going on a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really clever. That's good. That was really nice, yeah. And Anyway, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, there's a Red Band trailer out. Watch okay. either one of those. And so what's it called again? Good Boys. Good Boys. I'll watch that trailer when we're, when we're done here. Yeah. Because um, I haven't seen a trailer for it, no. And there's two. There's the Red Band trailer and then there's a the second trailer. No, no, I'll definitely do Red Band, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, love that kind of stuff. It's just, a, again, like you said before, it's just an escapism. It's just, you know, fun. Have a laugh. Yeah. You know, like blockers, I guess. Just silly. Well, you know, if someone could release even Euro Trip again, yeah. something like that, I would be grateful. Mm. Give us some more comedy out there that's I know. And that's why funny. something like Game Night stands out because yeah. there wasn't much more than that, really. And Blockers yeah. last year. Anyway, the other one I want to quickly talk about oh, is... The writer of Chernobyl... Wrote Blockers? No. <laughs> I think wrote Game Night. No. Yeah, because someone had a... And I'm just trying to put it in my head if it was that person because someone put a picture up of all these films and said, this is the, um, the reason why you never give up people. And because oh every gosh. film is like, like scary movie three and four, um, like another another crap sort of thing like that. When it gets to like three and four, you know, like the end of the series, and it's like that. And then it, and then I'm gonna have a quick yeah, look. Yeah, please look because I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. While you're um, looking that up, I'm going to talk about our next trailer, which is uh, Netflix's The Dark Crystal. Oh, I saw the trailer for yeah. that. Yeah, so. This was a um, Jim Henson uh, production back in the mid-80s, I'm going to say. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think it's mid-80s. And I was about 12 or 13. It's mid-80s, when, yeah. yeah. I was about 12 or 13 when I, when I saw this. And um, it was puppetry. So, but it was well, exactly that. It was quite dark for a, it was what is essentially a family kids film, Adventure. Um, I was scared of this film. Like it scared the shit out of me because there's some creepy, creepy creatures in this film. Yeah. Anyway, Netflix have done an animation or anime version of uh, you know, reimagining of the Dark Crystal, and look, it looks like really spot on. It looks like it looks great, actually. It looks like they can do things that they probably couldn't have done with puppetry back in um, the eighties. But yeah. Um, so, I'm, but having said that, I've got a weird connection with this because I watched it a lot as a kid, but it always scared me. So I'm not. I don't have a. I don't have like a, a fun, pleasant feel about this film. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know how you feel about it because I know you liked that kind of darker material when you were younger, like um, uh, labyrinth. Labyrinth. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah things yeah. like that. You know. Yeah. So, no, how um, do you feel about watching after you watch the trailer? Uh, oh, after I saw the trailer, it sold me. Before I saw the trailer, I was – because I, I the original was, was great, but it was so dark and I'm still scarred. Yeah, uh, yeah, same. Yeah. But you wouldn't show your boys, would you? Not the, not the Dark Crystal, the no. first one, and, and I'd have to watch this before I, I would show yeah. the, them again. But after watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I've piqued my interest in yeah. this again. And, yeah. uh, no, so I'm, I'm in. Okay. Yep. I'm in, but – yeah, we'll see how it goes. Can, can I update you yeah, with um, so have, people? We have an update. So Stand the by. writer and creator of <laughs> certainly Chernobyl, but not the disaster itself, um, is Craig Mazin. Mazo. Yeah. So I'm going to skip the first couple. Oh no, I won't. 
you might remember this in 98, Senseless. Do you remember Senseless? Had one of the Wayans brothers. What was it called? What was it called? Senseless. Yes. Yeah. And I'll show you the, like this there. Yep. Remember that cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, oh, so written, he wrote that film, Senseless. He wrote Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, Superhero Movie. Oh, my gosh. Hangover Part 2, Identity Thief, which is what I got confused with Game Night. Yeah, it, and that wasn't too bad. Sure. Yeah. So Identity Thief. That's his first one that's actually kind of all right. Hangover Part 3, The Huntsman, Winter's War. Nah. Chernobyl. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so they had all these pictures up and basically saying, this is for you. Uh, never you give know, up, people. Screenwriter kids, never give up. But the thing is, I mean, obviously Chernobyl probably has, what, 10 writers or something, right? So well, he's one of them. He's, he's down as writer creator. Right. Yeah. So that's what, but that's what they're saying. It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're right, right, right. And all of a sudden you get to create something. That's a great want. story. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very, very happy for him. <laughs> I want to talk to you about a trailer with uh, that's been pending on everyone's release schedule list for years, and that's Brad Pitt's Ad Astra. Yes. Yeah. So this is a sci-fi drama, suspense thriller thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in. I like that. I mean, this kind of movie is up my alley a bit. I do like a... Um, um, Interstellar style. Yeah, see, I still haven't seen Interstellar yeah. because it's not up my alley. And I watched that Astro and I was like, oh. like I'm not saying it's a bad film, but yeah. I'm just personally not interested. I'm like, yeah. it's, ter- it's terrible because I'm like, Brad, you've only got a few films left in your life. You need to make them for uh, me, not for other people. <laughs> well, he's making Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs to make a Western for me or something. Yeah, no, I, I think it looks great. If you're into your sci-fi drama, contact Interstellar. That's right up this alley. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gravity. Um, yeah, love it. Anyway, I'm, I'm really keen. Um, and it comes out later this year. The other one I wanted to just mention, which uh, you you might be able to help us a little bit, Sean, is because um, I know you're a massive fan, mm. and that is Deadwood Cuck-sucker. movie. Cocksucker. Oh. Yeah, Ian Black, or his name is yeah. Shane. 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 Ian Shane. Why, why McShane. Say, McShane. Yeah. Ian McShane. Ian McShane. And Timothy Oliphant. Um, he's just and also uh, the wife from Ray Donovan. She plays Trixie in um, in Deadwood. So Abby yeah, and Ray Donovan. Right. Abby Donovan. And he's um, Timothy Oliphant, yeah. Yeah, Oliphant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is where I found my love for him. Um, because he went to that and he did. Uh, <laughs> I found my love for him in Santa Clarita Diet, which has been cancelled after the third know. season. But look, Deadwood. Basically, what I love about uh, this is that uh, you know the series finished at series three and it, it finished without actually wrapping anything up. So for years, you know, they said that they they finished the series because there weren't enough people interested in watching it. Yet the amounts of people that got behind yeah. this film saying uh, this TV series saying like come on help us out wrap it up for us we'll give us another series to wrap it up whatever it is they just haven't done it and it's so long since and I'm not sure how long but it's got to be about 15 years yeah it's a, it's a fair while it you was know, back before uh, TV was appointment viewing and yeah. bingy and like it's a different world for TV completely today, you know yeah 
Um, uh, so Abby was um, Ray Donovan's wife. Yeah, yeah. Her name Abby is, Donovan. Yeah, Paula Malcolmson. Yes, Malcolmson. That's it. Yeah, I was looking up. Uh, the reason I was looking up is because Ray in Ray Don, Ray Donovan the show. The some of the characters' names are quite interesting, like you know Bunchy and things like that. Mm. And I was just looking up the the names of the actors, and in fact, all of the actors' names uh, are actually more interesting. If oh, I won't yeah, do, right. do it now, but if you read through them, they've all got weird names. But anyway, uh, so the great thing about it is that finally, um, you know, the company, is it HBO or whatever, have succumbed and they're <laughs> making a movie to wrap it all up. Yeah. But the brilliance from the trailer that I see is what they've done. Rather than try and make it flow on from the end of when the series finished, because you can't do it so far ago, they've basically said, oh, we're, we're re-entering the world, uh, or certainly not 2019 now, but 15 years later now. To see where Deadwood is at that point, right? And it looks like, it looks like from the trailer that all the hostilities will probably still be there for at some way, shape, or form. Characters and yeah, yep. yeah. But it looks <laughs> like they'll band together to fight a common enemy. Oh, and now that's what you want. Yeah, because you love them all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That's clever. Because because they've always been fighting over Deadwood, like you know, uh, and yeah. what piece of it they have. But if someone comes to take all of it, then of course they're going to band together just so they can go back to squabbling and fighting in between themselves. 12, yeah, fight over their seven seven percent. Yeah, love it. So, well, I, did, I didn't watch the trailer because I haven't seen the show. So like, I oh right, there's yeah. no point in me watching it, right? Please the watch the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've threatened a number of times. Over but, 15 years or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it, man. When I retire. Now, you keep watching Always Maybe or whatever it's called uh, and waste time on life without seeing that. always Deadwood. be my maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just, get, oh, just uh. get into Deadwood. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, don't you talk. It's, hey, what? You just admitted you hadn't seen Interstellar, one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time. And do you know what? I can wrap that up in an hour and a half to two hours. You've got like a year <laughs> ahead of you of Deadwood. True. With, the, with how often you can watch. Are they 24 eps a season back then or are that 12 or no, 18? I think, or? I think they were pretty big. Yeah, yeah. they weren't like the and 8 full to 10. 50 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's life. Like that's what happens is you'll get into it and it becomes your life. Yeah. You know that I'm not a massive fan of the genre though. That's probably why I you know, wasn't jumping into it. Yeah. Like I don't love westerns Yeah, like you. That's fine. And I, I get that. I get that. But I just really feel that this is a great payoff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've watched um, over 100 hours of American Horror Story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do, okay. So do you know what? Watching it back when probably wouldn't. You wouldn't have liked it as much, but now that you have a love for Ian McShane, and, yeah, and um, Timothy Oliver, Timothy, yeah, no, no, you're right. You, I might, you might have a bit, a bit yeah. of connection now to, and the that's characters. what got me through Ray Donovan through the slower moments. Is Lee Schreiber is so good, and, yeah. and, and John Voight. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always loved John Voight, but yeah, like Lee Schreiber, I've become, I've come to love, you know, and I've come to love him and Ray Donovan. I didn't yeah, really care for him. Yeah, well, I liked him. That. No, I, I got scream, respect I did. for him. Scream too. Yeah, but going back to this and this character of Ray Donovan is like him. Yeah, it's perfect for it's him. Perfect. You know. Uh, righto, let's cool. go in the box office, yeah? Yeah. You good with that? Yep. I'll just fly through this, but there's some interesting things. Naturally, box office is full of everything franchise. Except for one film. <laughs> uh, so the first thing is, number one is Secret Life of Pets. Two. Yeah. 
is US, is it? Yeah, US, US. Uh, I do talk about uh, global a little bit. So yeah. Secret Life of Pets 2, $48 million in its first week. Yeah. That seems good. Uh, number one did $104 million US domestic in its first week. So it's half. That's really interesting because yeah. why? Although it did come out not in the school holidays. Well, I think um, – I actually think that the marketing for Secret Life of Pets 1 was so good, so good that $100 million worth of people went and saw it yeah. in the first week but realized it wasn't Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. A, just a good animation film and not a great one. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that in the sequel. Yeah, you know, the the, yeah. the hardcore fans trick us actually, anymore. exactly yeah, yeah. the people who did really want to see number two have gone to see it. And that's my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, X Men Dark Phoenix uh, opened to thirty two million dollars in week one. Put that into perspective, it's the lowest opening of all of the X Men world, um, and it's just uh, it's just below Wolverine, the Wolverine, and First Class. Um, who did fifty three and fifty five million dollars respectively? So it's like twenty million dollars than the lowest two. Yeah. Previous to that. Well, it's been getting hammered, hasn't it? Uh, before yeah. it came out, which is sort of, I would say, it's unfair. No, but but, but it, well, yeah, it was delayed and they had reshoots. It was a mess, yeah. and then the Fox Disney um, acquisition, and yeah. it just had no chance, and fatigue, and you know. Yeah. But um, hey, yeah. it's a great it's a great mindset to be in to go and see this film though. Yeah, because you could go, oh, that was all right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, number three is Aladdin. Yep, live okay. action. Uh, so that did twenty four million dollars last week in its third week. It has a total of two hundred and thirty million, two hundred thirty two million dollars US domestic. Uh, as a Disney live action reimagining. Which is what they class these as? Yeah, yeah. The Disney live action reimagining. It's um, number number four. It's not too bad. Behind uh, Beauty and the Beast, number one. Yeah. Jungle Book, number two, and Alice in Wonderland, number three. All soon to be knocked off by The Lion King. Yeah, yeah I think it's inevitable. Yeah, I think that'll have a massive opening. Yeah. Uh, Gojira. Godzilla, King of Monsters, is number four. It did $15 million last week um, and in week two and $78 million uh, all up. So to put that into perspective, um, 2014's Godzilla opened with $44 million. So this opened with 47 so it's just in front. So that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's $3 million more than the first one, well, the first re- redo. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that... Can't be a bad thing uh, for its uh, box office result. And the number five is Rocket Man, which did $13 million in its um, second week. It's up to 15, uh, $50 million in the US. So just again to like for like, yeah. um, Bohemian Rhapsody opened to $51 million. So a little bit more. But, I mean, obviously we know B-Rap had legs for days, uh, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. So it ended up doing $900 million worldwide <laughs> and $200 million US. So, so this will probably only do – maybe it might creep over $100 million US for Rocketman. But it's doing really well in Australia and UK as well, of course. You know, So I think globally it will still be do, do well, but it won't do $900 million. It will probably do $250 million. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but – 
I really believe they actually made this movie not to, you know, not to make a massive profit. Like I think they just wanted to do this film. Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, as I was saying before, I don't think it's a film that uh, it will have. You know, it's it's a musical. It's yeah, it's catching people off guard. So word of mouth isn't going to be as strong with like commercial audiences. Yeah. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, like you know, as much as what we thought about it, like my auntie went to see it. She probably saw it ten times. Yeah. spoke to everyone just because it, it just plays up to that sort of stuff. Oh, it does, yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Um, cool, man. That's that's the top five uh, box office. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment. Hey, that's my top five. Hey, that's in my top five. This is a segment where we look at, uh, well, films, rank them from five to one. Uh, yes, in... it's a complicated arrangement. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> know, uh, one to be five is so much easier, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and we, you know, we take sort of uh, genres rather than looking at maybe a horror. We might look at a horror based in the basement. Top fives. <laughs> That's there. a great one. <laughs> Saying that, People we're did. looking at pretty much uh, one <laughs> genre of animation films. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a sub. It's a sub. It, it is animation. Sub, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah and is. that's what we are doing. So we're looking at a sub animation, which is basically looking at the top five Pixar films. Yeah, it's in line with our Toy Story four that's been released on June thirty in Australia, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Toy Story four has getting uh, there are some reviews out there, and it's getting amazing buzz and amazing reviews, and saying it's just as good as the others, if not better. Very emotional, yada, yada, yada. So, I'm in. You had me at Keanu Reeves being a voice. And I was just going to say, I saw a little <laughs> snippet today of him, uh, which is looks great. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So, this, look, I've always had a soft spot for Pixar films. I think, um, you know, their first film, which was Toy Story, um, was just an amazing breakthrough in, you know, um, CGI animation, one of the yeah. first, and they did. They managed to do another thing, and that is have a, amazing stories interwoven into you know dazzling animation. You know, um, it's not the first because Disney have, is known for that. But, yeah, um, yeah, but they also managed to make it quite adult as well. Like, but still entertaining the kids. I, yeah. I felt. So whenever a Pixar film came out for me, for me it was an event. Like yeah. I, I had to go see that film. You know, yeah, the concepts are just a very adult. Yeah, <laughs> and they managed to um, sustain that success for a long period of time until they started to dabble into some of these sequels, which arguably could be just good for the kids yeah. and less for the adults, like Exhibit A, say, Cars 3. I'm just going to say that, you know. I was less interested in that, but I'm sure your boys would love that, you know, of course. Still. Yeah. yeah, there was some fun in there, definitely. Yeah. So um, how do you want to do this, man? This is a, to be honest with you, my top five could be intermixed, interwoven anyway. I'd be happy with any of my five being one, two, three, yeah, right. four, five. But I, I have chosen my five yeah. ranking, one yeah. to five. But honestly, my fifth could easily be number one. All right, well. That's the way I look at it. Well, I mean, I, I kind of have a, a – I do have a five-to-one and mine's – some of them are intermixed. You know, they could be intermixed, but definitely have uh, some my highlights. number one is where it should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my number five is where it should be. I mean, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested in this one for you. Um, yeah, I know, I know – yeah, I know where 
Okay, I know we'll differ on one one for sure, but uh, yeah. Okay, so do you want to do honourables later? Yeah, I think just so we okay. don't right. jump on someone else's. And do you want to do number five first? Yeah. And do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Unless you would no, like no, to go no, first. You would go. you like to go first? No, no, I want you to go. Okay, good. Finding Damn Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Nemo's number five. Yes. Okay, yeah. I know that this is a big favourite for a lot of people, so I won't speak about it too much because I'm sure it's probably higher on your list. Mm. Uh, and in fact, when I said to um, Emma earlier tonight that this is what we were doing, she said, make sure you mention my number one is Finding Nemo. Uh, I went, yeah, yeah, bang on about it, someone else. Uh, <laughs> um, I get it, you know, I get why it's a favourite, especially for people in Australia as well, um, having a lot of the film set yes, here. Yes, in, in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In Sydney. Yep. So, and yeah, some of our own voice talent. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. That's, well, that's, that's a great one. Um, I had my number five is Up. Mm. Um, this movie, this movie is like really emotional, and if, like if you remember it, the first ten minute kind of montage they do of of his life in in um, storybook version oh, is yeah. like really emotional, man. And like it's not very often that six minutes into a film you feel like you're welling up. Yeah, completely. How can you do that when you don't have any? character basement of these people you know like it's just yeah. yeah so that's how good they are at doing these animations right so yeah um look for me up could be higher because it's a great story it's a wonderful wonderful beautiful story but it's probably not the most most rewatchable pixar for me and yeah because it weighs heavy on the heart yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably why it's number five definitely because it deserves it but it's not higher just because it ain't what I'm going back to watching all the time because it's probably a little bit uh, too emotional and not as much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. It, um, it could be higher and it is for me. It's number four. Right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Beautiful. So I don't need to say too much about it because yeah. I agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah. uh, I like, you know, it's a children's animation, yet you can watch this film strictly as an adult. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be for, for kids. I'll tell you a story about... Uh, the, the job that I have right now, um, I went and met all my my fellow managers, basically, yep. and um, over Christmas. And there was this one guy who had nicknames for everybody, all the managers, right? Oh. And they were all kind of funny and whatever. And he looked at me and he couldn't put his finger on it for a while, about five, ten minutes. And then eventually he turned around and he goes, I've got one for you, Jason. You're... you're you're the dude, you're the old guy from uh, Up. <laughs> Is that a compliment? <laughs> and I've never been more offended in my life. Yeah, were you calling you old or is it just because the glasses are Yeah, similar? my glasses are quite large, so it's, there's that. Yeah. Grey hair. I yeah. guess I was older than everyone there. Four foot nothing. Was, actually. And, you're an, and, and, you're, and you're animated. <laughs> yeah, and I might be a little bit chubby. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so, yeah, I was really like, going, okay, I'll bank it. I'll take it because I have to. Yeah, yeah. What else am I going to say? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Idiots. You remind me of Justin Bieber. Yeah, anyway, he doesn't work for us anymore. So, uh, <laughs> But he's an avid listener, so hi. Uh, hi. Uh, number four, uh, I had, okay, so number four, I had Toy Story. Yeah. Which is a big one. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And for me, I can mix one, two, and three together. I could be, you know, that could be number four, one, two, three. But for me, I'm just putting number one as my four because of 
what it did, which was just create this new wave of animation, which now is all we see bar two percent go traditional animation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was just mind blowing. I remember just seeing those opening scenes, going, "What am I watching?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's the one that started it all for for us. Yeah. Yeah. They had a few before and that, it was a wonderful story as well. Yeah. You know. But uh, yeah, so number four for me is, is Toy Story, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, number three comes in. With Monsters Uni- University. Oh, university? <laughs> I was waiting. No. Thank you for coming in, queuing on time. You went, uh, <laughs> you went number it's two. So awesome. Like, uh, so basically, obviously, I had my children uh, around the time that it came out. Okay. And uh, so we watched it over and over so again. So you were influenced by your definitely, kids. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but just because, you know, it, it's, it's a prequel. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's Monsters University. So it's about oh, them. Oh, and Ink is. Ink yeah, is set in yeah, the yeah. now, if you will. And Monsters University being, it's a sequel, mm. but it's a prequel. All right. So I haven't seen it. What does that make me? No, I mean, it's, look, it's an, it's an animated film, so I'm not going to have a go at you about that. Okay. But um, like, <laughs> like I was saying with What Men Want, the Monsters University will add something to your life. Yeah, I should watch it. I really should watch it, actually. Yeah. I should do one and two. Because you got the original voices back. Yeah. Um, and it's still as funny as I feel the original is. Um, but I don't know. There's because, because it is a prequel, you know what's coming after. So you know the struggles that they're having early on. Has that same sort of the thing the voice has with singing and dreams. It's all that in there. That's the yeah. drama. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's addictive. Well, I, I actually haven't um, – I really like Monsters, Inc. I really, really love it. Sure. But it's not in my top five. No. Uh, no neither is it for me. Yeah, yeah, but I should go and watch University. Yeah, there are some really great moments in there. Oh, and, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're brilliant. Okay, for me, number three my, – my one, two, three are really – I could easily mix them and they're all equal for me. But I've had to do one, two, three. So my number three is Wally. Yeah, okay. So Wally for mm-hmm. me was like a it was groundbreaking. Here's a movie that for the first forty six minutes hardly a word is spoken. Yeah. Yet you're completely captivated. Like that's hard to do, man. Definitely, you know? yeah. The animation was amazing in that film as well. But then also the whole environmental human uh, message at the end of the last act of the film was really quite a mirror to the face of our human society and but on top of all of that, it was a beautiful story, funny as, um, and and also emotional. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I was, I, I love this film. I really, really love it, and it's it just means a lot to me. Like it's, yeah, it's so much more than what meets the eye in this film. I think. Oh, completely. It's it's, it's held in high regard. I think across the board. Mm. Um, it it kind of comes into a similar space thing. That I haven't always been into. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm starting to learn this a little bit and um, I'm really into it actually. I didn't realise. But I'm not like a – like I don't love Star Trek or anything like that. Yeah. You know, Star Wars I love of course but yeah. I'm not like a nutter. And I like Star Wars. I love Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, but I love Apollo 13. I love dramas in space. Well, if you – yeah, I mean obviously Apollo 13 is more about the journey. Sure. I don't know. Event Horizon. I love love that. (laughs) It's more about the horror. Did 
Did you you didn't like contact? Is that right? Is that what threw you? Oh, I definitely didn't like contact. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I would be willing to watch it again because I watched it at a time when I was quite young. Yeah. So I it's may a, it's three hours. And like it's long. Again. Yeah. I I love it. But yeah. Man. Yeah. And you got no patience. And same with Interstellar. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're. Uh, I'll definitely watch Interstellar just because of Chris Nolan and Matthew McConaughey. If you watch Interstellar for one thing and that is the score alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's fucking amazing. Anyway. Uh, Oh, by the way, Hans Zimmer has announced another um, Australian tour. So if for whatever reason you like Hans Zimmer music a little bit, I highly recommend you go watch this. It'll be a cheaper concert ticket than, you know, others, Coldplay or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I saw him when he was last out here, and it was um, just a lovely kind of cerebral moment, and I was blown away by it. So, yeah, okay. I mean, I love his music anyway. But um, yeah, if you're into Hans Zimmer, or sorry, if you're into like I don't know mov- movie instrumental, yeah. it's uh, really moving. It's really great. Yeah, I might think about going to this one. Yeah. Um, so number two for me, yep, is The Incredibles. Yeah, I thought that would be high up for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty simple. It's a superhero story yeah. based around a family. The oh, monster so needs. Well done. Yeah. And uh, it's dramatic. It's funny. Everything uh, Pixar. It's everything you want in a film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, it's everything that Pixar do well and it's everything you want in a film. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it was, it's an amazing, amazing film. Yeah. Uh, my number two is. Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love the concept of this film and how sweet it was. I loved everything about it, everything. Um, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing film. Yeah, and I think it deals with depression and stuff like that quite well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the, <laughs> the blue. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a really sweet movie. It was just so well done. And probably the thing for me is honestly like the originality. Any yeah, well, I was gonna say anytime I don't have to sit down and explain to my kids something, I can just put them in front of the film. It's great. Yeah, and you can do that with this or not? <laughs> I, I'm just saying about depression and stuff oh, like that yeah, when I get yeah, older. Yeah. Like, just watch this and see how <laughs> she overcomes <laughs> the challenge. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, that'll be fun it's a conversation one day. But um, <laughs> uh, number one. Yeah, number one. I mean, it's pretty easy because I haven't mentioned it already and, of course, it's going to be there is Toy Story. Right. It's, it's right. the one that started it all for me, yeah. my love of Pixar. Yeah. Um, I love growing up. I had – I didn't have many toys um, as a lot of people don't growing up and the ones that I did have were sort of He-Man based, whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But they only one was bought for me and the rest were like given to me from like secondhand – places or whatever right so i couldn't ask for something and get it i had to sort of wait and just see what came along you know so i'd get say one of the bad guys who had or should have a backpack with something that shoots out grabs onto a ledge and you can wind them up Mm. and it might come with a backpack but the little hook thing (laughs) would be cut off and whatever so that person didn't want to play with it anymore and they've given it to me that sort of thing right right whereas my a lot of my friends had like G.I. Joe was big at the time yeah. and, and whatever. They had all these G.I. Joes and they had all the He-Mans yeah. and they had all whatever. G.I. Joe's lair and machine guns that actually work and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a lot of my toys 
came from that and also like the McHappy Meals. That yeah, my right. parents didn't buy me McHappy Meals, but my cousins did and they would give them <laughs> toys to my mum and I would play with them. <laughs> right, that's a really sad story. And stuff like that. So but, when I saw Toy Story. Yes, you went and bought yourself, so you saved up for eight months I, and went and got a Buzz Lightyear. I, well, I lo- I'm also a big tool, Tim the Tool Man Taylor oh, fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge home improvement yeah. fan. Yeah. Still to this day can't find a box set for it. Yeah. Um, and so having him there, Tom Hanks obviously was a big draw, but the whole world that I wished I had as a child where the yeah. toys that I had would come alive, that if I could play with them. It was an exciting universe that you got to explore. It lived out in front of you, yeah. yeah. You got to watch this. Yeah, and, that's cool. Uh, oh, so, so, it was so good. Yeah. That's what I loved about it, yeah. And what? Um, how would you rank one, two, three in your opinion? How's that sit within well, your head? Uh, well, I know like, late, I've seen number one again lately and the only thing that doesn't hold up as well is the animation. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah. the story and everything and around it is still number one. So number one, three and two. Number one, three and two. Okay, yep, yeah. cool. Because right. I think number three, the, the, sto- the story is really strong, quite strong. Um, yeah, and, and like are you excited for four then? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Look, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not once upon, once upon a time in Hollywood excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm. I definitely want to see this when I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same actually. Yeah, definitely. What's your number one? My number one is um, just for your lovely wife. Yeah. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Yeah. It, it was a bit special for me as well. Um, I don't know. It was just. I don't know what it was about it. Definitely the Australian factor yeah. definitely helped. It was such a beautiful, sweet story and really funny, amazing animation because obviously they had a lot of water stuff. Yeah. So that, you know, I just, I, I don't know what it was about the film. Like Lion King, it just captivated my senses and, yeah, I just loved it a lot. I still love it and, and definitely a rewatchable one, you know, whereas the others sometimes I don't really feel like watching them, but I could pretty much wa- um, whack on Nemo anytime and watch it, you know, within reason. But, um, yeah, but unfortunately it was soured by Finding Dory. Oh, right, you know, yeah. And um, I was really, I really did not hard. like that film. But yeah, they were <laughs> literally trying too hard. Um <laughs> And like anything, like Dory was a wonderful character in Nemo. Yeah. But too much of her is too much of her, like Zach Galifianakis in Hangover 2 and 3. Yeah. You know, it's the same fucking rules apply, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love this one. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but as I said, man, all five of my top five would be number one. I'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, for most of mine, yeah. I same. do want to talk about honourables though. Okay, yeah, yeah. What do you? So my honourables are obviously uh, Incredibles that you mentioned. Um, that, you know that was right there for me. Um, I just wasn't quite in the moment with it. Maybe I was just that fraction older, you know. Um, or what, I don't know what it was, but it was something that just wasn't quite yeah. there for me. But I think it's an amazing film, and I do love it today, still today. Uh, another one that I love talking about is Ratatouille, and. Yeah. Yeah, because here's a film that, and a lot of Pixar films are like this. I show you the trailer, and you're like, "What? Why would I want to see this? Well, that's not right work. About a rat and a yeah. wanting to be a chef." And Ratatouille was the you know the prime example of that. Up was not far behind it. Even or Inside Out was pretty connected, and maybe yeah. Wally was in there. You know, like a lot of their films are like, "Oh, right, okay." <laughs> 
But when you're in the moment, like that, and even Coco, and when you're in the moment, they're they're wonderful. Yeah, you know, you're in you're in that world. Um, and Ratatouille, I think, was like number one for that. I was like, oh, I'm not fucking watching this film. Yeah. And then I watched it and went, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. I was probably a few years after it came out. Yeah. I saw it. In fact, my boys probably watched that the most. Right. Yeah. Just, I don't know, they they, they always ask for the, the, the film with the rat. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, it's such a cute film. Now, obviously, I had Toy Story 2 and 3 there. That's a given. Yeah. I do want to mention one other for me for Honorables. Yep. And this movie is a, a movie called Lava, which is a short Short Pixar animation. All right, yeah. Do you, do you know? Do you know? Uh, no, I uh, maybe because they it's, they show a lot of them before or after. Yeah. So this is the one that's a Hawaiian story about the two volcanoes who fall in love over oh, millions okay, of no, years. Okay, no, I've seen that. No. Yeah, and it's it's two um somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. And it's seven minutes or six minutes or whatever. Yeah. And, oh man. It's so, gets it gets you. me every time. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And it's about two fucking volcanoes falling in love. Yeah. I kid you not. Yeah. But it is like, I mean, I tear up just thinking hey, about Hey, love it. is universal, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. right? exactly, it can exactly. apply to anything. But, oh, man, like this is, I mean, everyone can see it. I'm sure you can YouTube it or something. Um, I'm hoping you can, but um, it's nothing short of amazing. Now, a lot of their short films are, are amazing, and a lot of them have gone on to win... Um, Oscars, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. short, best short, animated short. But um, I don't think this one did, and I was so freaking upset. <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Yeah, we should put a link on our. Um, yeah, find it Facebook man, and pop it up. Yeah, because it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, well, yeah, I had uh, Monsters Inc. Obviously, um, I'm a big fan of that series. Yep. Um, Incredibles two. Yep. Makes sense. I, I really enjoyed that. I actually thought it was um, really funny <laughs> in parts, um, yeah. especially with the, uh, the the little baby this yeah, time. the baby was great. Yeah, coming yeah. across, it's new. And, and also the baby versus the raccoon. Yeah, sort of, it was yeah. so funny. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, but then I also want to throw in the good dinosaur in there. I know they probably expected more from it yeah. uh, in terms of commercial success. Yeah. Uh, but I do love those type of films. Where even though we're in an animated world, we're still in a world that's in its bare bones of stones and sticks and yeah. things like that. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy any of those types of uh, films. And this this was that, and it still had you know you still felt. Well, for, probably played a little bit younger, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd argue yeah, that would do that. Um, but it's funny, my boys—they've never asked to see it again or okay. you know, whether they remember that's, it. But that's interesting. It, yeah. it definitely sticks in my mind as something I enjoyed. I like, like, I mean, I even love Cars. Like, the original Cars are still great, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the third one as well. Mm. Um, I, I've heard the third, third one's really good, but I probably won't watch it. But, yeah. I mean, there's no particular reason to, unless make the excuse that if you have my kids over one night, just go, Wake oh, let's pop on. Cars 3 on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll, go, I'll probably go, oh, you know what, let's watch our Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, <laughs> well, that was good. Well, and did you have any more? Honorables? No, that, that were they. I haven't seen Coco. I should mention that. Yeah. Um, because I know that uh, my wife would probably put that in the top five. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know a lot of people would. Yeah, and I haven't seen it, mm. so I can't comment. I'm trying to think of what I haven't seen. I haven't seen Cars Three, and Monsters University, and okay. and Good Dinosaur. I don't think yeah. I've seen that properly. No, I think Monsters University is a good one for you to yeah, yeah, yeah. come back to. But man, they're amazing. They really are to have. 
When was uh, Toy Story? Like uh, 2004 or something? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, let's have a look at that because, yeah, they've been on top of their game making massive hits and wonderful stories for, I want to say, 20 years, close to 20 years. I'm on my old um, iPad. Toy Story 95. Oh, far out. Well, over 20 years. Gosh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, which is why the animation's probably starting to show a little bit. Toy Story 2 is 99. Yeah, wow. And then an 11-year break. Until Toy Story 3. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, cool. Who are we going to go to our next segment? Yes, we are. Let's move. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Oh, that was my bat. (laughs) The flapping arms. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Right, so this is a segment where Jason has a film in mind and he will uh, give me 10 questions, Mm. one at a time. Yeah. Easy to hard. Hard to easy, I should say. Hard to easy. And and (laughs) after each question, I've got to see if I can guess what this film is. now. And you can play along at home. You can, exactly. So if, if I, after the third question, or believe I've got it, I will not ruin it for you. I will write it down and I will show it to Jason and he'll tell me if I'm right or wrong so you can continue playing. Yes, while you're mowing the lawns or on the toilet. I don't know how you listen to our podcast, <laughs> but what would I know? Now, if you haven't been paying attention, we've been doing this for about probably five or six years? episodes yeah. now. And uh, I probably failed oh, on the first. Scoring. I can't believe you're scoring. Three. Oh, my God. Uh, but I believe I've pulled up to even par and I've, I've got two or three now. I think, you're, yeah, I think you're three for five. Okay. Well, that's good. So I'm in the positive. Yeah. Okay. So that is weird because I don't like games usually, but I'm starting to like this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you do so, seem excited by it because uh, you, you're three for five. Three if for it five. was zero for five, you'd be like, this segment's gone, yeah, scrapped. We, what segment? We would have yeah, yeah, yeah. disappeared. Yeah, it would have been yeah, <laughs> like zero for three, right, done. <laughs> done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a strikeout. It's gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so uh, let's, let's get started. Um, okay, everyone's got their pen and paper out or yeah, mental I do. notes? All right. What movie am I is my first question. Top Gun. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, it's coming. <laughs> no, it's Top Gun 2. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, what movie am I? Anyone else guessing out there? Listen, just hang on. I'll get the cerebral out. Oh. Can you take that tin can off your head? You're not yeah. Professor X. <laughs> Liam Sanders Anchorman. No, that's not right either. <laughs> Um, okay, Re- released on 10th of September. So, ooh, just before Oscar Corridor, 10th of September, 1943. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Oh, my God, I was like... <laughs> well, it's only going to be one film, like Wizard of Wiles or something like that. Um, uh, 10th of September, 2015. Uh, I, I love uh, a lot of people who are sort of 
18 and under are Googling right now, when were the films invented? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he yes. trying to trick me? Uh, right. So the budget for this film was $88 million. 1856, by the way. That's when the first films came yeah, out. Yeah, but anyway. first films. First films. Man um, on Moon. Man on 1896, sorry. I should say 96. 96. Yeah, you're way off. The Lumiere, uh, Lumiere brothers, but it's all right. It's just it's just a bit of bit of history. Yeah, made with that camera behind us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the budget's eighty eight million dollars. Okay, decent budget. Yeah, right. I was decent. waiting for you to respond. That's all I want uh, <laughs> to help everyone at home. Uh, no, that's a decent. A decent budget. It's not one of the biggest in two thousand fifteen. Like, no. By the way, I mean no. people, people people are happy spending up to three hundred. They were happy spending up to three hundred. Well, yeah, in two thousand fifteen, Marvel was around. It became yeah, yeah. a common occurrence. So ADA, you know, we're looking at um, possibly uh, it could be a drama comedy with two high profile actors or a few profile, high profile actors, or yeah. a film like that, a drama yeah, comedy yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Or it's it's a um, a film that has nobodies, which they've spent a little bit on their action sequences. Okay, all right. The U.S. box office result, <laughs> or it's none of those, <laughs> or none of the above, yeah. uh, was the U.S. box office result was one hundred and sixty-six million dollars U.S. domestic, and two hundred and forty-four million dollars worldwide. So what that tells me is it plays a little bit more towards the U.S. market. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take what you will out of so that. So I'm going to take that. Is it's it going to be Crouching Tiger, Hidden the- Dragon? No, to no. me, no, no. To me, we're leaning more towards like a Jennifer Lopez right. type vehicle, okay, yep, someone yep. that they find is like their darling. Yep. So and I'm not saying it's her, but, you know, <laughs> actors of that yep. ilk. Yep, and I think you're on the right track. Okay, all right. All right, yep. all right. I will remember that darling word at the end of this, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Has he given us a hint, people? Has he given us a hint? Let's go. Well, this film has scored 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Interesting. Okay. Is it a turkey? With but with over 120,000 votes. So, you know, it's populous, of course, but it could be a dog. could be a turkey. could be a shocker. Or it could yeah. be misunderstood. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I've, got a, I've got a film in mind. Uh, no, can, it can't you be. You can write that down anytime you want, buddy. I just I'm trying to think of the, the name of the film. Um, you, you'll know what I mean, and you can tell me if I'm. Thinking. But yeah, I'm just so thinking. Sean's writing something down right now, so just stand by, everyone. For it'll a make second. more than that, right? You know what I mean, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the is. movie he's written down is incorrect. Yeah. Right. Okay. I reckon that would have had a higher IMDb for that's sure. What I, that's the only thing I was but thinking. But it, it ticks every other box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes or Tomatoes score is 16% critics. <laughs> okay. 16% critics and 46% audience. This was before trolling and adjusting their algorithm. For audience votes. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, obviously, critics hated this film as a general sweeping statement. And the audience didn't mind it, I guess, but it wasn't the best. 
No, I've got nothing. Right. Okay, yep, cool. It's uh, runtime is 105 minutes, so oh. bang on 90, 95. Yeah. On the 105. <laughs> Can't count. And the genre is action, comedy, sci-fi. And I'm going to give you a hint here. They're probably all even, even genres, even percentages. So yeah. it really is – they're really trying to take all four quadrants here and uh, have a hybrid of uh, genres in one film. Okay. I still don't have anything. Cool, cool. I'll give you the tagline. Although I, we, I remember discussing the film – a film that we broke up this way once. Yeah, right. And I just can't think of what that film was. Hmm. Funny you say that. Actually, and I, I think I know where you're going with that. It'll come out later. It'll come out later as my voice breaks. Right, tagline. This will get a few people on, I reckon. Yeah. Tagline is play for the planet. Play for the planet. Yeah, play for the planet. Can you say that in an Irish accent? <laughs> you got to play for the planet. Oh, that was the best one you've done yet. Oh, <laughs> it's a tough crowd, mate. This is it's bullshit. Good. Um, <laughs> I do have Irish blood, you know. <laughs> Fucking. Um, play. For, oh, damn it. Play for the planet. Play. Or you can play for the potatoes. For the planet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nothing, okay, I, nothing, I'm, I'm, nothing. I'm, I'm sort of sitting in somewhere, but I don't okay. have a title right. yet. Yeah. The rating is PG. It's yeah. a good fat PG. Yeah. Yeah. Family, four-quadrant PG. I'm not going to give you the synopsis. Yeah, just too much yet. away. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will, though. Play... I will, I, I will give you some reviews. The reviews range from movie of the decade. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, that was from last year, last week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That was from last time I did that. I don't think I deleted it. It's not movie of the decade. <laughs> I was like... What are you trying to Look, throw the last, last one was Shutter Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sorry about that, peeps. Scrap that. It was not movie of the decade, okay. according to one person. However, the reviews are possibly one of the worst films of all time. Through to this was a perfect family movie. And I know what you did here as well by going 2015. You were going into my movie hole. I was, I was, oh, I I was mid 24-hour yeah. job and a full-time degree and two children by that stage. That's exactly what I did. I went and found your hole and I, you I, dug, I dug into <laughs> you it. Poked at it you poked that at you. As if I give a shit about you, pal. <laughs> you think this is about you and me trying to fool you. Uh, is that yeah. what you think? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> So this was a perfect family movie and another one was 
A great movie. I can't believe all the abysmal reviews. My my little things are a bit off here. I've got a watch it if you liked, but I'm just not happy with them. But I'm going to give them to you anyway. Okay, all right. Uh, and you'll get it when you when you hear the movie. But there's there's another movie I'm missing. Oh, I, okay, I'll, I'll chuck that in actually. Okay, right. Um, watch it if you liked Hancock. Bedtime Stories, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and Transformers. Uh, um. <laughs> sorry, hang on. Stand by, people. Sean's yeah, yeah, just made a, made a uh, guess here. Hang on one sec. The one with XX? Yeah. Because um, I, I, I can't mm, remember the name of the film. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Which one? Pan? Um, no. no, no, no. He's like the... He's a son or something like that and he builds or makes and they go into a UFC sort of arena. And oh, yeah, yeah. The robot one with Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, steel. Yeah, uh, true that steel. one. Uh, yeah, real steel. Real no, steel. Real yeah. metal. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, no, no <laughs> but good guess. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Real steel. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- that was a movie we... Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were trying to work Spielberg out. and Hugh Jackman with the uh, kind of bat- robot battles. Yeah. That uh, was kind of fun, but yeah, it was. I think it was called Real Steel. But anyway, no, that's not it. But you're on the, kind of on the right track. Um, okay, so this one might get a few people over. This is what I know the film for personally. This is a fact that I've in, um, inserted into everything. Yep. This is based on a 2010 short film by French director Patrick Jean or Jean. Uh No, so okay. right. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that actually, that is so. Okay, Sean's just written something down. And it's incorrect. I'm not going to tell you what okay. it is. No more guesses for the while. But that's the perfect comp. Okay. Now that I think of it, well, maybe not. Anyway, it's right up uh, there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So based on a short film by a French director, which is what what I knew from the film. It was written by. Um. This will give you a hint, personally, Sean. Yeah. It was written by. Um. Tim Herley, of course, <laughs> and <laughs> Timothy Dowling. Uh, both of those guys wrote films such as. Yeah. There is absolutely a common thread here. <laughs> I don't say what it is though. <clears throat> Just go with it. Yeah. Bedtime stories. Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Little Nicky. Yeah. Big Daddy. Yeah. Okay. Now. Um, before I get on to the cast, actually, I'll give you the support cast first. So, oh, Sean's having another guess. Um, you know you only get three guesses, right? This is the last guess I'll yeah. have. Really? Um, you're confident? But again, I don't know the name of it, so you're going to have to read into what I write, which is... Um, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. um, the support cast is... Hang on, we'll just wait for Sean's guess. 
Yeah. So Sean is correct. He well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <without laughs> he wrote, it's the one about XX, and which is true. Okay. But it's not the name of the film. But that might come out in the coming questions. All right. So the sportcast is uh, Josh Gad, Sean Bean, and Dan Aykroyd. The synopsis is when aliens misinterpret video feeds of classic arcade games as a declaration of war, they attack the earth in the form of video games. The lead cast is Kevin James, Michelle Monaghan, the great Peter Dinklage, and Sir Adam Sandler. (laughs) <laughs> the film that we're looking for, which I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't? You haven't seen? No. It? Wow, 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 wow. Uh, the film that we're looking for. So you, have, you no guess, not you good? No, well, it's that that one. Oh, is yeah, it the name of the film? Um, yeah. uh, clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name for a film. That's our next screenplay. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah, although we've just told the whole world on our podcast that that's our next screenplay. That's a problem. Uh, The film is Pixels. Ah, right. Okay, yes. Yeah, Pixels. I wrote wrote the one with Pac-Man on the cover. Yeah, 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 (laughs) which is true. So it's interesting because this film, like, was a big film and, you know, uh, Chris Columbus directed it. Sorry, I didn't even mention that. Um, And he actually directed our nine months. Yeah. And that was not intentional from my behalf. We did one of these a couple of months ago. Yeah, that's nine right. Nine months. Yeah, nine months. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Directed by the same dude. Yeah. Um, but, like, I kind of randomly pick them a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Pixels, I kind of thought was still okay. I thought it was fun. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And I reckon your boys might like it. I just got to... Just wondering if there's anything scary in there. Like, have they seen Goosebumps? I've seen a trailer. Uh, yeah, they've seen Goosebumps now. Okay. Well, like definitely it. less than that as okay. far as creepy or scary. Yeah. Definitely. I just remember from the trailer that the big, big Pac-Man tries to um, bite the guy who created him. Yes. Yeah, and that's then, it. Yeah. Oh, so I remember oh, that. Oh, Pac-Man. Smack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look, you know, it's, it's not the best film at all. Yeah. But it's kind of fun family entertainment, kind of. Yeah. You've got to like Adam Sandler, but yeah. he's not being an absolute douche in this. Yeah, he's not being. It's be- his blockbuster yeah. Adam Sandler. Blockbuster, yeah. It's the, not his, I'm about, every to, man. I'm about to do blasphemy here. It's not his little Nicky character. I was just about, I was actually about to say that. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know Sean loves the I, know, I, I think yeah. I like the soundtrack more than the. Yeah. The movie, but... Um, oh, I'm such a dweeb. I know. It would be so difficult to watch that film now because I loved it so much then. Yeah. I, I, I put it on for shits and gigs about, I don't know, 12 months ago or whatever, and it was tough. <laughs> but I get, like anything, like it's a cult film, right? Yeah. It was made like that. So, you know, if you watch, if you whacked on Wayne's World right now to our gener- next generation, they'd be like, what? What are you, you know, doing? Bill yeah. and Ted. Or and I still have Zoom dreams of having a TV show in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> like Wayne's World. <laughs> that's, that's what's interesting about things like Bill and Ted 3, you know, like who's watching that? It's like me, me and older for yeah. like a pocket of about. Uh, I don't know, man. Now the Keanu's gone peak Keanu. Yeah, maybe. That's sort of, they've built it. He's like, peaking at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> if they can get it out in the next year, I think they'll do okay. Yeah. Better than they would have done if they didn't have him at peak Keanu. Just such a long gap and I don't know, I just, yeah. I can't see it being a massive commercial success, although I'm no. watching it. 
Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, make films for us. I don't care about money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Ace Ventura 3, please, Jim. Oh, my gosh. That's it, man. Well, well done. You, you got there. I'll, I'll give you a half a mark half for a mark. that. Yeah, I'll so accept you're that. three and a half out of six. Yeah. One more wrong and you're below the, the, <laughs> the, the medium line. Of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. Uh, you'll never know. Um, awesome. Well, yeah, as you know, I'm off. So, uh, you know, thanks. Thanks, man. Look after the podcast while I'm gone. Yeah, man. Have fun with it. I've got one planned every second day for three months. Oh, a month, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, uh, trying to squeeze one in between you being away. Yeah, just that'd be for awesome. shits and gigs and mix it up a bit. And um, yeah, we'll just yeah. watch that space. And uh, hopefully, uh, when you're listening to this, should be before uh, Jason will be on stage live with John Jarrett, yes. Mick Taylor himself from Wolf Creek. Yeah. Um, so jump onto Eventbrite or the Hoyt Cinemas and uh, pick up your tickets there. I think it's $35 for the double feature. Two films, Q&A. Yeah. And you get a little um, small popcorn and, um, I don't know, ice cream snack pack as well or something. Yeah. Uh, as part and of that. So you get to hear me bang on about Mick Taylor for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let, let John Jarrett yeah. say a few words. And then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the ultimate fan. <laughs> uh, no. So that should be a lot of fun and um, – yeah, man. Good luck with that. Yeah, thank you, mate. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but that's all right. I'll be right on the night. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Sure. You'll be right on the night, like uh, Shaun of the Dead. Actually, I watched that back cat. I didn't <laughs> oh, did mention you? that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watched that again uh, probably twentieth time. Uh, and uh, Nick Frost just said, "Yeah, you'll be right on the night when they're about to smash zombies." Or it's just yeah, <laughs> so many silly lines in that. I love it. Yeah, I need you'll to watch right that again as well. Hey? I need to watch that again as well. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, awesome, man. All right, well. Well, thanks, mate, and have a good time away and Thank be you. safe. Please come back safely so we can um, do more podcasting. But, uh, I, you know, I want to hear more stories. I want, I'm sure there will be like 18 stories that will come I'll, out of I'll, your trip. I'll pick out the bet, top five for you. Top five. Well, we'll do a my top, top five, five stories. England. England. Top, my top yeah. five England, yeah. I'll try and rank Which all I'll my experiences. Which I'll contribute zero to. <laughs> Trying to come up with five interesting antidotes of what's going on. Maybe we can tie it into uh, the uh, yesterday, working titles yesterday. English. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And what about the Beatles not being in Can't existence? Can't wait for that film, by the way. Yeah. All right, dude. Love you, man. I'll, uh, I love everyone out there as well. No favoritism here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in a couple – you'll hear from me in a couple of weeks and we'll see you in a month. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Man Present. Ever struggled to buy a man a present? Want to get a present that is universally loved? Who the hell doesn't? It's usually so bloody hard, right? Socks and ties are lame, gift vouchers suck, and flowers will not be well received. Well, all your man gifting worries are a thing of the past with manpresent.com. Manpresent is a gift box delivery service that lovingly sends classy gift boxes of Cuban cigars and single malt whiskey to the man who deserves a touch of class. Whether it's a wedding, a new father, a birthday, or just because they deserve a gift, 
Use manpresent.com for the win. With boxes starting at $69, it has never been easier to be a gifting king. Simply visit manpresent.com and ensure you use the coupon code OFFTOPIC, all one word for 5% off your order. manpresent.com, man gifting made easy.